Thank you, Tom Wilson. Yeah, right. <laughs> what a guy. What a guy. Oh, man, hockey, hockey podcasters everywhere. I mean, it, it, it depends on, on uh, what, what side of the fence you are with them. And, but, you know. <laughs> I- Pod Walt Thomas. We're cute again, second week in a row, a few days late, but you know what? Again, it kind of worked out to our benefit. Good for because us. Holy, holy hell. Um, we went from ready ready to go Monday night to nothing really to talk about going on in going on in, in the NHL, n- nothing real exciting. And then the Rangers and Capitals played, and Tom Wilson lost his mind for a brief moment yeah. in time and set the hockey world ablaze. And it's, it's and and it's one of those like so I wasn't I don't I don't know if you were watching the game live or not. I was not. See so I was I had it on and I saw it happen and I just thought mm, okay whatever. I did, I thought nothing of it. And then I realized like and then I just like thought like oh well it's Tom Wilson so I'm I'm pretty sure somebody will find a way to be angry about this, right. man. <laughs> sure did. Oh, did I ever underestimate how the amount of people who would be angry about it? it I I don't know. It's again. This comes down to the name on the back of the, the jersey for the capital and the name on the back of the jersey for it for the for the ranger. I think that's what that's what this um, the whole thing comes down to. Yeah. Oh no, you're hundred percent right. I mean, if, and, if that's if, if that's Wilson, I don't, Brendan Smith. If, if, if it if it's Chernak doing that to yeah. Went Winberg, yeah, you know, like yeah, it it doesn't make the headlines. I mean, it's it's a little, it's a little, it's a story, a little, it's a little bit of a talking point, maybe, you know, a hard maybe on that. Um, so in in case you, in case you don't know what happened, um. Thanks for listening to your first hockey podcast of the week. Yeah, right. Um, and, and we're the first, your first hockey news that you're getting of the week as well. Um, so thank you for choosing in the box for that. Yep. But so basically what happened was, and in the second period of the game Monday night between the Capitals and Rangers, there was a, there, there was a seemingly, you know, nothing play. In, in, in the capital zone and the Rangers got and the Capitals goalie freezes freezes the puck and Pavel uh, I, sh- I say his, I've been saying his name all week Bushnevich Pavel Bushnevich easy for me to say you nailed it 
Yeah, he he gets to the front of the net and, you know, he takes a little innocent poke at the puck. Like, Mm -hmm. again, no big deal. Tom Wilson, a Capitals forward, comes in and, 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 like, falls on him. Bushnevich was at an awkward angle anyway where he looked like he was going to fall anyway. Tom Wilson just helped him get to the ice faster. Sure. Now, this is where things really kind of fall apart. Mm-hmm. And this is the part where I will not defend um, Tom Wilson on. Mm-hmm. While Bushnevich is laying on the ice, face down, unable to defend himself, Tom Wilson gives him, a cup, gives him two jabs, mm-hmm. which unnecessary, needless, d- did... 100% didn't need to happen, didn't need to do it. I don't know why he chose to do it, but, you know, it's, it's Tom Wilson. Yeah. And then that's when all hell broke loose. <laughs> um, What's funny is I didn't even think it was two. I thought it was just a good one, and I thought it was on the on the nameplate, not the head. Yeah, he, he gave him a – I mean, it, I don't – it was like in the shoulder, neck. I don't, it was, okay. yeah, I, I mean, yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's, you know, it was. Yeah, let me correct it by saying, not excusing it because, yeah. can, I mean, players on his front, down on his front, you're hitting him in the back. It's not okay. I, I, I'm not trying to excuse it. But yeah, and neither one of us are. Nope. But this this is where everything kind of just goes to hell. Um, the, the Rangers. And all of a sudden, all the Rangers players they collapse on Wilson, and it turns into a into a full line line brawl, like a, a lot of pushing and shoving. And you know they they pull Wilson off of Bushnevich, and Bushnevich ends up getting tangled up with with Wilson along with Panarin. Mm-hmm. Now Tom Wilson is six four two thirty, big boy. Are Timmy Panarin and Bavabushnevich are not. <laughs> they are not that size. Um, things escalate, and somehow Tom Wilson and, and Panarin end up getting paired off together, where Tom Wilson just completely ragdolls Panarin because again, Panarin is not a he's not a very he's not a big guy. Panarin is not a big guy, and Tom Wilson is, and it ends with. Uh, Wilson throwing Panarin to the ice. He gets on top of him, gives him a couple pops to the to to the side. Referee linesman and other players jump in. They pull him apart, separate him. Wilson goes to the box, does his flex, and you know the you know listening to the Rangers broadcast, uh, the Rangers broadcast very fair and unbiased in in their opinion of uh, what occurred. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's gonna be sarcasm because the replay I saw was definitely the Rangers broadcast. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, the Capitals broadcast, well, which was very oh, this happened. Look, yeah, and and so the, the, and the funny thing was the, the Rangers, the analysis for the Rangers, the play-by-play guy for the Rangers said, and Wilson he goes after Panarin, and then the color guy goes, well, Panarin. J- went after him first, kind of deal, yeah. <laughs> like, eh, like you know, and and again, watching it live, I just thought, eh, okay, what well, I was like, oh, somebody will probably be upset because it's Tom Wilson, but whatever, like, didn't think anything of it. And then, like later that evening, and I think I I, I texted you it was like, well, thank God we didn't yeah. we didn't do this show because uh, Tom Wilson in the Capitals, holy crap, because. 
all the social media, all the hockey things, everything exploded because again, it's Tom Wilson. He's involved in anything. Everyone, everyone has an opinion. There is no, there, there's no, there's no gray area when it, when it comes to Tom Wilson because of his reputation. Yeah, he is a player with a reputation of of being a dirty player, and I like Tom Wilson. I've liked him since he played junior with the Plymouth Whalers. I've always liked him. Um, he he's a player. He he skates on he skates on that line, and a lot of times he crosses that line. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't think he crosses the line, and he gets punished because of who he is. Yeah. And you know, I, I saw I, I saw a lot of a lot of things, a lot of coverage, and they were breaking down things of him, um, of past plays where he's injured guys and got suspended for uh, for hits and everything. And some of them, yeah, they were straight up dirty, deserved to be suspended. Others, I always look at them like, well, there's one in particular where he's going in to hit a player, and the player sees him and then turns his back on him. Right. Like, well, that's not a, that's not a dirty hit. Yeah, that, <laughs> that actually happens. I feel like that happens a lot in the league. You know, you you got to protect yourself. I, you know, that, that's not dirty to me. That's you putting yourself in a vulnerable spot. And as as I said, Tom Wilson is a big man. Mm-hmm. That's a big dude com- coming at you. And every and so Tom Wilson, it came down yesterday. Tom Wilson got a five thousand dollar fine, the maximum amount allowed for allowed by the CBA. And everyone lost their mind. Yeah, um, people calling for a suspension, saying it's a joke, and and all these other things. And I just, and again, I never saw a knee first. I didn't think it was a suspension worthy thing. I mean, the fine, I guess, like it, it, it escalated. But I mean, whatever. Um, you know, I, I just, I didn't have a problem with it because, you know, Panarin, Panarin jumps on his back and a lot of people are trying to say, well, he went in, he was trying to pull him off. He wasn't trying to fight him. Look, I, I haven't been in a fight in a very long time. (laughs) All right. I I haven't been Uh, in in life or in hockey. It hasn't happened in a very long time. I love that you have to specify. Knock on wood that we, that we keep that streak alive. But if I'm engaged in a fight, and, and also Tom Wilson was already pretty pissed off. Yeah. He was, he was already irritated be, because of some things that weren't called and that were called against him in a game during, during, during that game. So he was already like just getting it, getting pissed off. And so he's in it. Like if someone jumps on your back, like Panarin didn't go in just to try to pull him apart and do the whole, you know, like like we see in scrums, guys. He jumped on his back. He did. Uh, and and then, you know, I'm sorry, like, dude, <laughs> you Panarin, he, he wanted to smoke, he got to smoke, man. Like, you're gonna go in there with, with a guy like that and do that, you're taking a risk. Sorry about it, man. Like, I mean, I mean, good now, don't get me wrong, good on good on Panarin and and the Ranger players for stepping up to them and, and, and sticking up for your teammates. Good on them for that. Like, I, I'm not going to knock you for that, but you know, you know, he Panarin got hurt and the Rangers are upset because he's going to miss the rest of the year. It's like, well, they have three games to go. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, how serious is that injury? Is it really a, that serious of injury? There are three games left. They're not going to the playoffs. It's not, you know, it's not going to cost them anything, but you know, whatever. And then, you know, the Rangers uh, front office. And it, it's, it sounds like it was the owner uh, Dolan 
who who sent that who sent the statement out, um, pretty much calling out George Peros, who's the director of player uh, safety, um, calling him out and straight up saying he's unfit and and essentially calling for him to be fired. Well, you know that's. Well, you you keep going. I'll yeah. comment that I'll hold my comments to the end. So so he like pretty much call it calling for him to be fired because. They felt TJ. I mean, TJ. They just. I just saw a a, a graphic on TJ Oshi. So he's. In, so he was in the brain. TJ Oshi did nothing. But Tom Wilson, <laughs> saying that Tom Wilson should have been suspended because of his reputation, and they let him down, and it's just a slap on the wrist, and blah blah blah. And on the flip side, you had people just crushing Pete Laviolette for defending for defending Tom Wilson. And my thing is like, what? Tom Wilson is a popular guy on that team. The, his teammates love him. He's a popular guy in the locker room. You, the coach, he's not going to come out. You want the coach to come out and publicly just just tear a strip off the guy and, and oppress her? Like, like I don't like I don't think that would go over very well with the player that's so well liked and he's clearly well liked and his teammates love him because they're literally out there fighting for him tonight. Yeah. So True. and. And and I saw this great comment in the athletic that uh, um that that one one front office person NHL exec who I'm they they left his name out but reading it I'm a hundred percent convinced it's Brian Burke, <laughs> <laughs> but but he, he he said he said if Tom Wilson was a free agent tomorrow every single team would would, would call would call would call about him. If Tom Wilson was made available by the Capitals tomorrow, all 30 teams would be calling about him. Ten of those teams would lie and say they never called, but all 30 teams would call. Him. <laughs> I don't got I don't got like, I read that like that's Brian Burke. That's hundred percent Brian Burke. Well, yeah, you know he's calling. <laughs> he just sounds like he's like he's like everyone would call it him. Ten teams would lie and say, Oh no, we didn't. You know, but but he he's a guy and and he's and and also to me. And then I'll I'll let you, I'll let you fire in what you think. But Tom Wilson is almost like the perfect the perfect uh, villain. Almost he's like the perfect bad guy because he has skill. Yep. He 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 doesn't run away from fights. Right. And also, you know, people want to see him get beaten up, but there's no one really that's gonna beat him up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like. Who, who's out? I mean, Ryan Reeves is really the only guy I can think of in the NHL today that can, and and maybe his team and it's and Wilson's now teammate Zidane Chara. Yeah, but I mean, those are really the only two guys who who I can really see in NHL today who can really go out there and 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 go toe to toe and and actually do something to Tom Wilson. You know, I agree with that. and and so and so like he's like almost a perfect villain in that sense where it's like you want to see him get beaten up, but you know it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, you know. So I mean, so and and of course, you know, they play tonight, and you get the fights right right off the hop, right away, and then Tom Wilson's first shift, he gets into a fight with. Let me check my notes. <laughs> Brendan Smith, really? Huh. Okay. Yeah, Brendan Smith. The same guy who tried to take on Chara yeah. back when he was a wing and yeah. Chara was a brew. And, 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 and here's the thing. The, Smith, he got in Chara's face again tonight. Yeah, I know. I don't understand that thought process. <laughs> and 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 they brought it and they, and they actually brought that up. They brought that up when he was with Detroit. And 
and and they played the Bruins in the playoffs uh, back in 2013, and he got in Chara's face, and and Pierre Maguire said, "I felt it then at the time, you know, I don't I don't think it's a good idea for Smith to go after Chara, and I still feel that way today. It's not a good idea for Smith to go after Chara." Yeah. Swinging up in the weight classes, I mean, but you know, go. Good on you, I guess. I, but you know, and you know, here we are with just fight after fight in the first period. It, like things sort of calm down. Me, me, I mean, but and and here's the thing: a lot of the Capitals players just it. They were like kind of going after Bushnevich too, because I don't watching the game I Bushnevich did something he had to have done something I agree with that for for Tom Wilson to do what he did he something happened and and now all the Capitals players they Bushnevich kind of has a little bit of a target on his back Mantha went after him tonight well that the the Mantha thing I don't know I, okay so I'm gonna start we'll start with the last thing you said I don't know if Bushnevich did anything before. I know he obviously did something to Mantha because that they showed that shift, and those yeah. two looked like they wanted to go the whole shift. So, so that shift brought it out. So the whole time you we were talking, I was basically watching the video on repeat, damn near. In in really, it it looks like this is the play is over. And if Bushnevich did something, he did something way before this. Yeah. Or he did something just tonight against Mantha because there's no. And, and so maybe the suspendable offense here is that really, if you know what, what people would have wanted to be suspended about is there seems to be no priming for it. There's no hockey play being made. The whistle's blown. The play's pretty much dead. I thought it was right after Bushnevich had taken a shot at, like, kind of a late slash at the goaltender trying to push the puck in. No, he didn't. Yeah, I mean, he I, had a, a – it was a little – it was a nothing play. Like, it was yeah. – like, it was – it was un – it was – what Tom Wilson did was uncalled for. Yeah, it was – it was a nothing – and it was definitely – it was a – it was definitely three. It was the first initial contact to the back on the drive down. Then there was a punch, and then there was a second drive down um, on Bushnevich. Again, I – and then – uh, 26 in white tackle Strom, who ta- who had tackled Wilson, and then Wilson rolls over and starts punching Strom, and that's when Panarin dropped, jumped on him, and he did. Panarin literally got on him piggyback style, yeah. <laughs> and that is clearly where you're right. I, and and I and I don't again. I'm not gonna blame Panarin. I'm not gonna victim blame, but <laughs> you gotta not jump on him. You gotta, gotta just tie him up, and and. He, the crazy thing is, even the hothead Wilson is, it's possible that he, he, he may take a swing even at just a tie-up. But still, Panarin put himself in a big, very dangerous situation by jumping out his back and not separating. The throat, like the the turn that really got me, and, and maybe this is just from years of watching WWE and really liking it. Like, I kept seeing body slammed. Oh, yeah. So to me, a body slam is more like he scooped him up and his legs <laughs> over his head and yeah. dropped him on his back. And I think that you, you need to be very careful, especially in hockey, where I know these guys are professional skaters, but you are still on skates on ice. Yeah. If if 
it's very possible that Wilson lost his footing. And I'm not, again, I'm not trying to defend him. It's just, you have to be careful because it, you could almost make the argument that Wilson loses his footing and he's got, he definitely has his grasp on Panarin and takes Panarin down with him. Yeah. I also think, and again, and I, and I texted you this and the more I see it, I do kind of believe that when he realized it was Panarin, he did, he had a fist cocked ready to go and he clearly laid off. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he, yeah, he, he didn't. He still made contact, but it was not a full force Tom Wilson punch like you would have expected. I think he did realize that it was Panarin, and he, because he, he, once he also did that, Panarin turns over and he pushes him back down, but he does not throw another punch. So he's looking to keep Panarin down. Yeah. And he's so, but I don't necessarily know there's a, a, a full like I want to be his ass to Artemi Panarin. Again, I mean, because worth. I, I mean, I, all I, that for what is worth. I mean, if 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 this is all, I, and and this is what the question I can't answer. If this is all change Artemi Panarin to be Dylan Larkin, how do I feel right now? And I bet I'm I bet I'm furious. And so I'm not going to kill Ranger fans for it. I, no, or no, any Ranger persona or person that that says that this wasn't right. Um, and, and I get that. So I definitely get that. Um, the, the one thing that I, you know, that you said you were talking about with Peter Laviolette, he has kind of a history of, of doing that. Cause oddly enough, while I was going back to find this again, the first I put in Tom Wilson and then what came up was the Brendan Carlo hit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that was again, where he was, you and I actually just differed on that because I'm like, yeah, you yeah. can't do that. And you were like, well, I mean, like, I, I, cause, cause I look at it again, like, he's finishing his shit. If Carlo doesn't put his head down, he d- doesn't make contact with his head. And, and I want him <laughs> to be like, you know, I, I just, I feel like there was a bit of, t- but, but Peter Laviolette, I think, has always kind of been like, I'm going to just, I'm going to take my guy's side on that. And that's, I, again, I don't know if there's anything right or wrong on that. When could you, has a coach ever not taken his guy's side? So I'm not, you know. Get a yeah. kill him on that, but I all I feel like there's been a couple of times that we've had, or we've talked about things that Pierre Laviolette said. And I'm like, well, I don't know if that was and, a smart and, thing to say, but that's cool. And again, it kind of for me it goes back to Tom Wilson. If Tom Wilson was not liked in the locker room, and this, I don't think you, I don't think you see see the, the defense of him, right? Yeah, you and, know because. I mean, on, on the flip side with the Rangers, I mean, how many guys were uh, are out th- were, were out there trying to defend Tony D'Angelo? Yeah, none. <laughs> you know, none. So, you know, none. I mean, so I, I think if Tom Wilson what wasn't wasn't as popular, it because he is he is loved by the Capitals fans. He's clearly by his teammates. Like he's he's just a locker room guy. Like everyone, like he's a guy that every, everyone wants in their team. Yeah, you know, I mean, I like, I mean, I mean, my 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 dream my my dream line in NHL is to see uh, Matt Matthew Matthew and Brady Kachuk and uh, Tom Wilson on the same team together because that would be fun. That would be six hour long. <laughs> that would be tonight every night. <laughs> that would be, oh my god, that would be. There's no better way I can put it. That would be tonight every night. It's, it's the the pest line. That's not a you can't. That is the classic undersell. Yeah. I feel like 
Pest does not do it wonder to do it justice, and you need to come up with way more vulgar terms than that. The prick um, line. Okay. Yeah. The pricks. Okay. The, the 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 fighting pricks that I can get on board with. And and, and also, like I will say this about Tom Wilson. He has this a little like I know there are gonna be there are people who are gonna be vehemently disagree with me and already are probably probably are gonna stop listening to us now because uh because 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 of my our our stance on this, but Tom Wilson, I re I respect him because he embraces his role as a bad guy. He enjoys being he's yeah. you brought up wrestling wrestling term, he's a heel and he yeah. enjoys being a heel. Because you know, I mean, just, just the fact that he's in a he was in the box the other night flexing. Yeah. That, that's just and 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 the only reason you do that is is to get under the skin of everybody else, which he did, and then he did it again tonight after he got his fight with Brendan Smith. He did he did he did the same little pose again. Like I mean, you, you do you do that just to get under everybody's skin. I mean, like he he embraces it. He does not care if you don't like him. Well, let, let me also let me take a step back a, a, a little bit because I, I, I'm not going to backtrack what I, I need, take back anything that I said. But I also I, I'm not going to lie. If they would have been like two games suspension hand, handed down, I don't know if I would have really been up in arms about that either. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. Like, I don't like I don't like I would have understood it. Right. I would have understood if he got suspended. I wouldn't have agreed with it because I don't think he I don't even think he should have been fine. But. But yeah, I mean, you're and 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 they were and they were saying during the game, like when when all the fights were happening, they kept saying, "Well, does this happen if Tom Wilson is suspended?" And I'm like, "Well, okay, okay, so let's play the game. Tom Wilson's suspended for the game tonight. What is what is that? What does that really change anything? I mean, okay, maybe maybe you don't have a fight fest tonight, but these teams are in the same division. It's not like they're never going to play each other again." So I was interested to hear where you were going to go with that because yes, um, you know, like I don't think tonight happens, but I think it's delaying the inevitable, right? Um, and and, and you're just adding more layers to that. The the one thing I I don't think tonight happens in the full force. Okay, so not the, me- not, not the one second. And I mean, I mean, or here's the thing: it could you probably still could have this fight one second in because you know. The the Capitals they could be hot that you know their guy is out now because because of the because of this team and because you you guys bitch to complain now our guy is suspended yeah I mean know? and it, there's still I mean even it, it might have made it honestly it might it might have made sense because it was the second game of a back to back to give him one game and again I'm not going back and saying that he like you're not going to hear me say he had to be suspended it's more again. For prudence' sake, you know, to yeah. avoid what happened to start tonight. Now, does it look more like okay? Maybe he should have. Maybe he should have been suspended. I, you know, I don't know. You're you are right. Well, who knows how this plays out? Do the Rangers just buy their time and wait until next year? I don't know. Do they still? Do the Capitals go after him because he gets suspended? Too many variables. Too many things to be unsure of. Too many things to not know about. Um, the the interesting, the the, the other thing that I, I kind of, there's actually a couple other things that you said that I do want to comment on. One is, you know, you said that Dolan came out and said that the NHL was wrong. And I really thought that it was like the, the guys that got fired that made those oh. comments. 
No, they had nothing to do with it. They weren't involved in it. So then why? Because I thought that that I don't. I, I mean, honestly, that's why. Like, and and j- just to catch everyone up, it was announced earlier today that Rangers president John Davidson and uh, GM uh, Jeff Gordon were 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 fired today. And and so everyone says everyone is saying right because at first the first thing I saw was that maybe it had something to do with uh, with with the with the comments from yesterday. But now everyone's saying it's not has nothing to do with that. It's that uh, ownership is is not happy with the rebuild, which I don't buy at all. Like, I don't buy that as a reason at all. You and I tech you can't buy that because this is a team. I honestly think, and, and I it, it, maybe I'm overblowing it, and if I am, fine. I'll take that. I honestly think that if, if Zeminijad doesn't end up having getting COVID and Tony D'Angelo doesn't become unplayable, they're probably in, given Boston's struggles as of late. And also, Panarin was out for two weeks. Dealing, Going to with, dealing with his, his, uh, his sure. issues, yeah. And despite those three major facts, and as and I and I mentioned, and you don't hear a lot about it because you know I know it's part of the game, but this is the first time in what fifteen years that Henrik Lundqvist wasn't in the locker room. Yeah, I, I think that matters. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong on that, but I think that that's a, a big gaping hole that that's got to be you know just a, a, in terms of leadership and familiarity and and that whole thing. I think that matters, and so with all of those things. This team was four points away when we were on air last week. Yeah. Last Wednesday, they were four points out. I, now, they didn't – I think they were minus two games in hand, so if you want to say eight, fine. But let's face it. They came, went on a hell of a run and got much closer than I think anybody expected considering the slow start for Zabinajad, Tony D'Angelo not playing, and Panarin being gone for two weeks. I, this rebuild thing, I, I just can't because the other – the other thing is, and, and I know this, this argument will lose its luster, I think, two or three years from now. But as of today, the other reason why this doesn't work is because, let's face it, everybody, everybody had Lafreniere going one, and pretty much everybody had Kako going two. So yeah. are you, if you're going to – what, are you picking on those two picks? Is that, is that what you – I mean, if – I mean, if everything you, else, I mean, Kadri Miller has been phenomenal for him since, since he's been – been yep. in the lineup. He basically replaced D'Angelo seamlessly. Yeah. I mean, you 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 have Filipino who's been good. Pavel Buchnevich has been good for them. You have Shishkirskin and Gorgiev in net for you, who are you know they're you got to make a decision on which one you're going to go with for the future. But I mean, you have two young goalies who look like they have bright futures in this league right now. I mean, you you. I mean, I you, you have Adam Fox who's going to get Norris votes this year. You know, I mean, I who again, all players that they drafted or that this group drafted or acquired, you know, in the last few years. So I don't like I I'm I don't I don't buy the whole it's not moving like they 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 decided in February of 2018. That's when they sent out the letter saying they're going to go into rebuild. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's three years ago, and now and I mean, look look where they're at. Right? I mean, they they they. They got in a play-in round last year, but they they took on a, a Carolina team that was way better than them. Yeah. And now, I mean, right now, Carolina they they th- that team could probably could possibly win a Stanley Cup this year. Yeah, the the way they're going. And 
and and really just i mean like you said it, you, they the the unfortunate incident with uh with with Zabenijat getting getting covid Panarin leaving for two weeks to deal with his personal issues in Russia, and then Tony D'Angelo be, com, turned out to be a complete dick. You know, it, and you know th- things go differently for him. Tony D'Angelo isn't an asshole, and Zabenijad doesn't get Rona, and and P- P- Panarin's ex coach isn't an asshole. Yeah. You know, who knows where his team is? Well, I mean, I mean, seriously, in perspective, and I and I don't have the early season numbers in front of me, but Panarin hit, or excuse me, Zabinajit's almost caught up to being a point per game player now. Yeah, and he he struggled. He struggled when he came back into the lineup. He's got twenty two goals now. Granted, I think twelve of them came in two games against the Flyers, but that's neither here nor there. Don't let the facts get in the way of the story. The fact that the guy still caught up. I mean, yeah, he had forty one and fifty seven. He was. He, I don't care. No matter what the situation was, he wasn't going to repeat those numbers. I don't think anybody really expected that. No. But 20, 22 and 53 puts you on pace. He would have been real close to 40, you know, 30, 35, 40 goals. Oh yeah. And, and very respectable follow-up year. And, and so I, yeah, it was a big loss. So the, the other thing here and that I do, you know, to your point, and I should have known that it was, James Dolan, because let's face it, anybody who follows sports in general and has kind of seen what has happened to the Knicks over yeah. the course of the last however Take long. time frame? Yeah. <laughs> since Ewing basically retired, would know that he's kind of blown up that franchise. And it, it does, you know, Frank Cervelli, who I don't know who that is, but he's he's verified on Twitter, so that counts. If you're verified, then I'm going to assume you're a real person. Yes. say that the Rangers president, John Davidson, and GM Jeff Gordon – uh, scurried to distance himself from the team statement that was issued on Tuesday nights, telling other executives that they did not know it was in the works until it was after it was released, which basically does tell me that, yep, they did not agree with it and it was done anyway. And because it was the, di- and I would totally believe that because they had a different view than the owner, that they were let go. I 100% believe that. I have no problem believing that James Dolan would do that. Yeah. And, I mean- and, it, and, and it really, Again, they can scream rebuild all they want, and that's fine. Good for them. Good luck. Good luck selling that. And if if you get people to buy it, that's great. Yeah. But at the end of the day, nobody nobody knows. I mean, nobody's buying that. Well, yeah. Um, nobody with any hockey sense is buying that. I mean the the only the o- only other logical explanation I, I can think on that is that so the person that takes over for Davidson and, and Gordon is is uh Chris Drury. Yeah. He's been an AGM for for the Rangers for, for the last few years now. And so he takes over as president and GM. Chris Jury is he's been one of those um those those hot those those hot names out there for yep. uh for front office jobs and, and being G and being G, and possibly getting GM jobs elsewhere in the NHL. He's he's had offers before in the past which he's turned down. So I mean m- Maybe they did it just to lock Chris Jury in for 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 now instead of instead of him going off to somewhere going off somewhere else. I mean, I, I don't I don't I know where that. else. I could see that as a potential reason because James Dolan's crazy. Yeah, I mean that John Davidson. That is the John Davidson who used to do games at Fox, right? Correct. Okay, good. So that means he'll be going to ESPN hopefully. Yeah right. <laughs> he was good. I like John Davis. Yeah. Well, well, he was. Well, he was. Well, he was in Columbus for for 
for a long time yes, yeah. as president there and then and before he, he joined the Rangers. Um oh, yeah. just years ago. So I mean I, mean, I don't like I, I don't here's I mean when 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 you come out and say it's like when I, I catch my kids, right? <laughs> like, hey, did, did I, like, I'm trying to think of an analogy that I do. Oh, j- just today, go to my kids. Hey, did you boys leave, leave the water running in, in your bathroom sink and get water all over the floor? No. Like, well, okay, now I know you did. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know what you did. You know, or, you know, it's just, it's like when you come right out and say, oh, no, it just definitely does not have to do with this at all. Like, right. so it does. Right. <laughs> so yeah. that's what it does. You know, if, if, a girl, if a girl tells you, oh, no, we're breaking up, but it's not because I'm seeing anyone else. Okay, so you're seeing someone else. Got yeah, it. Totally <laughs> it's a great compliment. It's a great compliment. Got it. It's like, you know. Got it. Okay. No, I'm definitely no. It's it's. There's no one else. I swear. Okay. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Which is actually also a really great friends mo- moment in friends too. Uh, I, I just remember there was a Phoebe thing uh, where they're like, <laughs> where they're like, uh, it's not you uh, or something about. Oh, I'm gonna fuck it up. But it's something like if it's not you, it's me. It's and I'm already seeing somebody else <laughs> or yeah. something like that. It was just it was you know, sorry friends. A holic here, and when I hear a line that represents, anyway, move along while I just derailed the show for no reason. Right, Go ahead, so, please. So also, so now sticking with the Capitals here, and then we'll 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 move on from from the Rangers and Capitals hour. Actually, I do I do want to ask you a question because there was one more thing that right, while you were ahead. talking, I took a note on. Go Why ahead. do you think then? Because and you kind of, you mentioned the the Matthew Kachuk thing. Why do you think that the Capitals are still completely behind Tom Wilson and the flames really took a turn because they weren't behind Matthew Kachuk. Uh, Cause Tom Wilson has won a Stanley cup with the Capitals. Okay. You think it's that simple? I Yeah. Okay. And I, and I literally have the answer. So <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know if there is an answer. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's probably, and, and also, I mean, you know, I think those are two completely different locker rooms too. Okay. In Calgary, yeah. Washington. The Calgary locker room is, seems very much fragile. not a team. Yeah. Fragile. You know, it's the fragile. And, and the Capitals, I, I, I really, I mean, really since Ovechkin's got, gotten to Washington, the got, Washington Capitals, they just always felt like a, a, a team, like, a team that's a team like those guys, they root for each other. They hang out together. They do, they do stuff together as a team. You yeah. Know? I'm going to, I'm going to buy that. Like I, and I feel like the, the Calgary flames, it's probably more clicks. Okay. And, and I think Matthew Kachuk is probably, he's probably on an Island on that team. I don't know for sure, but you know, that would be that that's your, yeah. While I asked for your opinion and that's, I, I like your opinion on that. I mean, it wouldn't shock me if it just feels like he's on an island there, where you know, he's kind of a he 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 has different mentality than other guys around him. Whereas, I mean, his brother in Ottawa, they love him in Ottawa, right? Yeah, he's wearing an A. Yeah, he's got an A, and they they love Brady Kachuk in Ottawa. Yeah, you know, but and it's 
you know, like the the Kachucks, they were raised by their dad to to compete hard and always and to do everything you can to win. Yeah. And and if you don't and if guys don't match their intensity, they have a problem with that. Sure. And you watch the Calgary Flames this year. That's a team that has that's not intense at all. I mean, there's no pushback. I mean, they they stood around and watched Connor McDavid dance all over him the other night, and and a must and what was a must win game for him? Yeah, sure was. But you know, I mean, but also Connor McDavid is very scary in games after he doesn't score points. Like it's like it's 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 stupid. I what what he does in games where where he's held pointless. It's the game after. Yeah. He does. You, you, team shuts him out. His next game against him. Yeah, he's going to put on a show. Go ahead, get a prop. If you get a prop bet, put him put him for the over for whatever his points total is. The the next game against that team or the next game in general. In general. Okay. Like it's it. He just like okay. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and I'm. He, he drops four points. And, and you shouldn't. <laughs> you being the general hockey fan shouldn't really be surprised considering this man is damn near at 1.8 points per game this year. Yeah. So if you have a zero, then basically he's three point three and a half <laughs> points behind his two game average. So yeah, he's gonna he's gonna get some points back. But yeah, so um stick with the capitals. Um so real quick, we're gonna we're gonna do well actually two things, two things. Um if Guinness's nets off was scratched again tonight he was he was he was he was scratched the game Monday night along with Samsonov. Um and for what it sounded like, so he they, they got scratched because they were late to a to a team to a team meeting or team function. Okay. And it sounded like and this is this is the first incident they've had with Kuznetsov this season. Oh yeah, 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 that he had that early year. Uh, what you were they were playing euchre? The four guys. Yeah, yeah. And they, 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 uh, all those players got kind of got shut down for COVID. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the rumor is apparently in an organization, patience is wearing thin with Kuznetsov and his just and 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 his attitude. So. That meeting led me to go, well, what's his contract? (laughs) And while you were going that, I was currently typing in cap friendly. Okay. (laughs) So, I mean, and and I mean, we can play the game. What would it take for the Red Wings to get Evgeny Kuznetsov, right? Like, I mean, he's a dynamic player. He's 28. He's got four. He's got. He's got four years after this year. He has four years left. Seven point eight million, seven point eight million dollars for for next four years with a modified no trade. <laughs> See, here's here's where I think that you could get away with a more draft pick heavy contract or trade offer for two reasons. One is because the, that would then give some, the Caps some breathing room. So yeah. they don't have to necessarily deal with any sort of dying corpse off the Red Wings roster that they could they could make their own decisions on what to do with it. So I think that that could fleece the draft pick thing, or that could allow a draft pick, uh, a heavy draft pick deal, which obviously Detroit has a lot of, to be in play. Um, I'm, I'm sure there would have to be a player and probably a very good player 
but I think it could keep you out of the Larkin discussion, which I don't know. He might, I mean, Larkin and Zadina, probably the only two untouchable forwards on this team. Well, I, I maybe Veronin too. <laughs> well, clearly he's not going back to Washington. So yes. In, in, oh, yeah. Okay. In, oh, Eman is Okay. Yeah. yeah. For this discussion, um, I can leave him out. The um, the other thing is, well, Lucas Raymond. I'm sorry. Yeah. Not count. Yes. Yep. And probably Valeno. They probably want to let give him a moment. Anybody who's been drafted by Eisman, you can pretty much <laughs> assume that they're not. They're not. They're, they're not for sale. Yeah. Yeah. Not yet. Um, the other thing is, and, and you know, I don't. Again, you read tweets, and if they're from verified accounts, you take them a little bit more seriously. They're, you know, but they've also some what I've read has contained quotes. Is you know, it, it appears that maybe Ovechkin and the Caps are a little bit further away on are kind of far away on their on the contract, and as and I find it shocking and impossible to believe that he would sign anywhere else. But the way that the discussion was going in this article I read, it kind of led you led you to believe, led one to believe that, or lead one to believe that they would lead, they would part company, which I don't really believe. Yeah, I don't. They get posturing for contract discussions. But if you were to save roughly eight million dollars and bring back, you know, a four million dollar player and some draft picks and have some cap space. You can overpay Ovechkin for two years. Make sure your captain's happy. Sidestep that whole landmine and still have some money left over to get another really good player. So those are the two reasons why I think potentially you could get away with a draft pick heavy deal. Um, but I, and I also, I mean, let's call a spade a spade. That's really the only thing Detroit has to offer. Yeah, I, there isn't a lot of people on this everyday roster that can make the Capitals a better team. Or nobody's gonna. I mean, unless they're, I don't know who they could trade that would any team could trade Kuznetsov for a player and have it be a, a, a win for both teams. But I think especially with the roster makeup of Detroit right now. Yeah. It's a great dream to have. Yeah, right. Um, and, and, and then, so and then we're, we're going to end on a happy note here with the Capitals. Uh, Please do. This Rangers, they, they, the Capitals do beat the Rangers four to two. Um, but the story, other than all the fighting, uh, TJ Oshie with the hat trick, tonight oh, good for him um is is his is he lost his father earlier this week so i'm sure it was a big game for him he he, he completed a hat trick with the empty netter and you, you know the, the the team they 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 celebrate with him they, they everybody hugs and fist bumps all all around for him so that 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 that, that always makes you uh, kind of Make that's a little feel good moment there, you know. I mean, I mean, I was you, we remember here when Thomas Tatar scored the goal after his dad died, yeah. and, he, and, and he, had, he had that memorable celebration where he pointed to the sky. So, I mean, that's you know, I mean, and 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 I, I don't want to speak for every fan base, but I mean, top top five non Red Wing in in a lot of people's list, Oshi would be with TJ Oshi's probably a top five non. So under, he's such an underrated, underappreciated player yeah. in this league. So, I, I mean, I, I I feel pretty comfortable. I mean, anybody who's got good hockey knowledge, because you you know, guys that just like their own team, you can't you can't include that. Guys that have good hockey knowledge, I feel like, you know, what has he done wrong? And he does everything right. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> not TJ Oshie. What has he done wrong to piss anybody off? And 
he does everything right. Offensively, defensively, three zones. He'll score you. He'll, he'll assist you. He started the game with a great back check steal on a break for him. I believe it was either Zubinijad or Buchnevich right off the get. He just who doesn't? I mean, I don't know. I'm sure somebody's going, well, he did this, that, and the other thing. But at the end of the day, who doesn't like TJ Oshie? I mean, I, I, I would guess maybe, maybe Blues fans until they won the cup two years ago. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Blues nothing fans. that he did. It's just you know, <laughs> maybe 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 Vegas fans because just because you know you hate the entire team that <laughs> you hate the entire team to beat you and every part of it. But yeah, it's that was good. I I saw him score the two and that was great. Didn't see get the empty netter because yeah, I empty netter. Yeah, so, I mean, twenty one goals, twenty one assists this year for Oshie. So. I, that I mean, that's damn near on par for. I mean, and that's the thing. He isn't like a. You know, an eighty-five point getter. I, what is most points on the year? Has he hit a seventy? His, his career high is fifty-six. No, no, sorry, sixty. He hit sixty. I mean, but he's a consistent fifty-point guy for the most. Oh, for sure, absolutely. He's exactly what you want on a second line when your top line has Wilson, Ovechkin, and and for now, who's nets off. Yeah. He's exactly what you want in your second line, exactly who you want to wing um, Nicholas Backstrom. Uh, it's just it's, – it's kind of been a match made in heaven. Yeah, I mean, he's – yeah, he's uh, – 853 career games. Well, I mean, this is not including tonight. 853 career games, 605 points. Not bad. 30, 34 and still only 800 career plus games. Yeah, he. I'm looking. I feel like, yeah, I feel like at that age, most guys are getting I mean, he, to, he's, to a thousand. He he's never played more than he's only played eighty games twice. Okay. Okay. So that 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 does it. Yeah, yeah. I I don't want to say he's injury prone, but now that I think about it, it does feel like there's you know there's been stretches of time where he's been on the lineup. But still, yeah. I one of my favorites. I he's been that way. I mean. I feel like some of the first shows that we did, we were, I was talking about TJ Oshie. So not, I'm not being con- inconsistent here. It's TJ Oshie, good, good, good hockey player. Oh no, yeah, I. And again, that's another guy who I think is well. TJ Oshie, he got a, he got a broke onto the scene in uh, in the Olympics, in, yeah. in the 14 Olympics, with his uh, shootout prowess. Just keep on shooting. So sorry. So we'll 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 move on from the Rangers and Capitals to. Uh, I guess the wings. Okay. <laughs> I'm talking. Uh, the the wings had an interesting uh, week after their um j- just just a lovely performance against against the Dallas Stars, where you know again we talked about we talked last week where they just got outshot 106 to to 14 and. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, so what? Their last four games have been the two against – no, five games. They had two against Tampa, one against Columbus, one against Carolina, and two against Dallas. Does that sound right? That's not right. Wait, no. Uh, let me let me, let me me go. It's weird because they're in the middle of having five games off, which – or five days off, which seems weird, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> with, with everything that's going on. Um, but I guess that's what happens when you don't get games canceled to COVID is that yeah. you end up getting some time off at the end of the year that you don't need. Yeah. So yeah, they, I mean, 
their their last few games at, after after the Dallas thing, they won nothing shutout uh, shootout loss to Columbus. Then they lost three one to Carolina. Then they shut out the Lightning one nothing. Yeah, and that's it. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. That and that's that was their last their last three games. So, oh, and they lost the Lightning two to one. So one goal, zero goals, one goal, one goal, one goal. Okay, well that's lighting up the scoreboard, guys. So here's I mean not giving up uh, t- Thomas Grice uh named NHL's number one star of the week. I did see that. Um, that's what happens when you have two shutouts and you I, I feel you like there's everything some teams that are gonna be real upset in mid well, not mid-May is when it normally would be. So let's say mid-June, early July that did not call the trade about Bernie and Grace. I just yeah, feel that way. Still is very I mean, and like we, because we sort of touched on it last week. I, I still, I still think that Steve Eisman just did not didn't want to deal him. He, he didn't, he didn't get a deal that that he liked or that he that he felt was fair. And 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 Steve Eisman is very, he's from that Ken Holland uh, school of thought of, I'm not going to make a trade just to make a trade. Yeah. So, so, so here's here here's what I. Side note, Bertuzzi did have a successful back surgery because I guess now that there's two games left, they can finally tell people. Yeah. <laughs> it's the weirdest sort of thing. I've, for this to come out now, I don't I don't understand what that was all about. That was the weird that this was finally admitted. But in in and I and I questioned, I asked you rhetorically in a text, knowing that we'd bring it to air, because that's and I don't know what do you make of a team that is being outshot by 30 relatively consistently, but is getting points and overtime losses. You know, they were better. Uh, the 7-3 went over Dallas. They were still outshot, I believe, by 20. The 2-1 loss, they were outshot by, I think it was 30. They did outshoot Columbus. I don't know what the final shots were against Carolina, but in both games against Tampa, Tampa terribly outshot Detroit. Yeah, let's see. Uh, yeah, they, they outshot 46-23 in that 7-3 win. So they end up going basically what two two and two, yeah. That's that's a two two and two stretch where they were probably outshot in in six games conservatively. They might have been outshot by eighty shots. They so where do you feel? Do you feel good that you are a young team that is very beat up that doesn't have probably two or three of its best six forwards playing is hanging in games, at least on the scoreboard that, you know, they give the stat and and where I tuned into the second lightning game was the inept uh, power play. The, the, the two man advantage that I don't even know if it yielded a scoring chance, maybe one and think, okay, if we can just get a little bit more offense to sustain pressure and get a better power play, we're right there. Or do you look at it and say, we're not even close without some miraculous goaltending, we'd be losing games by four goals. I don't know what to take. I don't know what to feel. I don't know if this team's building. Like, It's very tough to get a feel for what's going on with this squad. Well, the, the one thing is it's not, you 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 see the shots and you, and you go wow you know that's that's it's that's a lot of shots but yep. the amount of, the amount of quality scoring chances they're giving up they're not that great 
they that needs to start being charted. Somebody needs to chart that somewhere. Mm. Because even if it's the NHL office like the day after, like I want to start seeing these possession numbers and the and the and a scoring change. You're right. Because 5217 in terms of shots, you know, That's it's bad. It. But I do remember at one point scoring chances were 17 to 7, which isn't good. But that if scoring chances are 17 to 7, you wouldn't expect shots to be 52-17. So I, I need I need more data. And well, they actually and they actually outshot the Blue Jackets 41 to 33 and that shootout loss. I, yeah, I did know that they I didn't I watched the majority of that game because it was Valeno's um uh first game. So I really wanted to kind of tune in and see how he fared. And he he looked good. He he's looking good. He does yeah. look place at all right yeah what um very 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 comfortable in the lineup it's hard to it'd be hard to you know through you know what we're seeing so far hard to believe that he wouldn't be in the opening day lineup next year but, but, I'm sure yeah. we'll but find a, way so a lot of it is just you know they they get pinned in their own zone for yeah. long stretches sure. and and they're and they're just pounding shots from the outside and and thomas grice and jonathan bernier are very good at not really giving up big rebounds they're good at either swallowing the puck or kicking it out to, or kicking it out to the corner. And, and also the wings defensemen have, have been pretty decent this year. I'm not going to say great, but they've been decent this year as far as clearing the front of the net and, yeah. and, and not really allowing for those second chance opportunities. So it, it's, it's a lot of that. It's not a real, not a lot of real high danger scoring chances teams are getting on them. I mean, but shots are just getting through and, and you know, if you can't beat a goalie, you're you're gonna you're gonna have points in a game where you're just gonna be throwing the puck, throwing the puck on net from pretty much anywhere on the ice, just yeah. to try just to try to generate something. I think because you know, Carolina, Tampa, and Dallas. You know, I mean, these teams are all playing for Dallas. Plant was playing for their playoff lives. Yeah. Carolina and Tampa are playing for are playing for seeding. Kind of, I guess, for Tampa. I don't, I don't think Tampa really cares where they land. They don't care if they win in division or not. I, I would have a hard time seeing them caring, just because I, I again, I don't know how much home ice advantage is really going to matter. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, honestly, for Tampa, you're probably very much okay with being in that two spot and taking on Florida because you don't have to travel and there's no real travel there, right? Yeah. I also feel like the and, and maybe I'm wrong. I don't think the Lightning are really afraid of anybody. No, and nor should they be because you know, they're, right. they're they're I mean they're 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 getting Kucherov back. Stamkos is back skating with them. Oh, is is he? Yeah, he was. He was. Yeah, he he was. He was out on the ice with Killorn, um, doing doing t- taking shots at at, at the Lightning's uh a new uh, fourth goalie, uh, Rob Gronkowski. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, what? Uh, Gronk was at lightning practice this week, and he put on the goal pads, and uh, Kalorn and Stamkos and other guys were taking shots at him. Because why not? Because, of course, Gronk's there, right? <laughs> <laughs> you want You know what phrase I hate but was made for this guy? This guy is living his best life. Oh, yeah. I hate that phrase so much, but that guy, that guy is doing it, and he's doing it well. What's a bad day for him? Like, seriously. None. There's none bad days for him. The the battery dies in his Xbox controller? Like, I don't... That's got to be as bad as it gets for him. (laughs) Like, what's... like? eh, It's Gronk. So, 
because I, I look at that. So the wings were four thirteen and three, or excuse me, four twelve and three. Lou having lost seven to two to Florida. You go big picture. That's they are 14. I want to get the numbers right. 14, 15, and and six since then. Yeah, they're they're five hundred club. Yeah. They're that's very respectable. I mean, they're 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 closer. I mean, they're 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 Chicago Blackhawks, essentially. With if, yeah, 22, if, 25, and six. Yeah. I mean, you look, I mean, look at the Hawks are. I mean, the, the Blackhawks, they they sort of they got off to that. They 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 got off to the hot start, then they kind of came back to fell back to earth a little bit. Um, because you know, teams figured them out in relatively short order fashion. Uh, and and also the, the Blackhawks, they, they did kind of clean up on beating the wings, the the beating the beating the stars that that were that were down, beating the predators who at the time were really struggling, yeah, and feasting on the Blue Jackets who have, I mean, you want to talk about teams that are going to be going 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 through some major uh, renovations this off season? Yeah. I got to think Columbus has to be one of those teams because they, you know you you don't you don't make the moves of Blue Jackets made to be a lottery team. Yeah, they are for sure a lottery team. Oh, yeah, I mean they're right. They're going. They're going into. They're going into the final two games of the season, playing in a battle for last place with the Wings. <laughs> oh, they passed the Wings again. Bummer. It's only one point. I know. I, all kidding aside, I mean this was a team that was what? What was it? Twenty four was the number. They were twenty four points worse than the Senators as the second yeah. worst team in the league. Yeah, and now they're in the. You know, they won't. I don't think Anaheim basically has to win out to catch them for worst team in the yeah. for as just one of the worst teams, Buffalo will finish below them. Um, Vancouver, Vancouver is close, but Vancouver still has a ton of games to play. Yeah, they do. They have, they have nine. They have nine games left to play. Let's just stop them. I mean, what <laughs> it once it's all and, and 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 like they have they they have four straight. Their last four games are against the Calgary Flames. Why have I just? I, just... I mean, the, the the Flames are good. You know, they're they're done. They're basically playing a mini Stanley Cup final amongst themselves. Yeah, I mean the the, the Flames are done. They're playing the Jets tonight. They're down one nothing. If the Jets beat them, it's over for them. It's over for the Flames. You know, it's it's good good night. See you later. Um, yeah, because yeah, well, they'd be they could tie Montreal. That would be the best that they could do. And I'm uh, guessing. Oh yeah, Montreal. Montreal did lose. So they could tie Montreal. It'd be the so best. so so they get to stave off elimination for one more night. If and right, maybe, right, maybe, right. Because I don't know the tiebreaker. Because like I said, the best they could do is tie Montreal. Montreal is a tiebreaker. You're right. They lose tonight. It's all over. Yeah, and I mean in Winnipeg, they're coming in. They've lost seven in a row, and all of a sudden they find themselves tied with Montreal. Yeah, that's like I mean that's. The route to for the Maple Leafs. I mean, it's you'd be shocking if Edmonton and Toronto are on an collision course in the second round. It, it should. That's what it should be. And, yeah. Yeah, and if it's not, like, what what did you guys do? Who well, who who did who did Winnipeg lose? And what's their health situation? It wasn't because they got Wheeler back, and then here, I'm, yeah, I'm I'm looking it up right now. Well, I know uh, it's not Connor. Well, 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 Shifley got benched. Over the weekend, and he yeah, was. Bench, but I don't. I don't think no. that's what I'm thinking of. Ehlers, 
Ehlers, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Lance Ehlers, yeah. Shifley got benched. Hellebuck got yanked in the game, and he was sour about it. So, I mean – And the the thing with Ehlers, too, is that that team had was so healthy and had so much chemistry because their top six were so entrenched as their top six. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, I I do – I look at lines and more than any human really probably should but isn't a coach, and – you know, it was pretty consistent, the 12 that were rolling out there for Winnipeg. So you just pull one name out of there, you know, pull one little Jenga tile out of there, and it could it could go falling, and it can create a whole bunch of problems. And that's – it seems like this 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 seven-game losing streak – I what, Ehlers has been out five of them? This losing streak started yeah. with basically, I think, two games in, and that's when they lose Ehlers. So it goes to show how important one individual player really can be to a team. Just, you know, when you're very balanced and then things get out of whack and out of balance, what can happen to you? Yeah. And, uh, well, I mean, well, sort of pivoting here, uh, kind of sticking with the Jets and, and, and their health issues and, and their inconsistency or plan coming down to stretch. I mean, that, that has to be a concern for them going into the playoffs. Sure. Um, another team, that that has just really struggled. The Islanders, Islanders is all of a sudden, you know, three weeks ago they were in a battle for first place in that division. Sure were. Now they're in fourth. I mean, they're they're in the playoffs. You know, they they clinched your spot and everything. They're going to be in, but I mean, and and there there's no such thing as an as an easy first round matchup in in the East as we've discussed. But I mean, I. For them, for them to fall as far as they have. And and also, I mean, and here's the thing. You, for, for them, home ice might matter because the Islanders record at home, 23-3 and three this season well, at home. The – can you kind of make an argument? And, and, and I'm going to see if I can find this. But their direct – fall doesn't it pretty much coincide exactly with i mean anders lee yeah oh yes talk about the 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 kind of you know your your jenga tiles they pulled out that jenga tile and they tried to put two fresh ones in 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 zajac in palmary and nothing has worked no it hasn't and they're 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 i mean they're struggling to score goals which is something they weren't they weren't doing before, you know. I mean, they're 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 not they're not a they're not a flashy team, but by any means. But I mean, no Barry Trotz team is no Barry right. Trotz coach team is. But I mean, they're their their last. I'm just going to rattle off the amount of goals that they scored in, in their last few games here. Uh, zero three zero four. That four was a four nothing win over the Rangers. Three a three nothing win over the Rangers, then two and three in losses against the Sabers. And that's never good. And they lost to Michael Hauser. Yeah, who I mean, that's a great story too. Yeah, no kidding. So if I'm, they were, uh, let's see, Aunt, the the newspapers say that, or the the web here has New York Times had an article. They say the newspaper. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> what year did you just fall into? I don't know, but I, I've been drinking heavily. Um, okay. <laughs> Anders Lee. Oh, okay. single so, to Mayo, so you know. Yeah, there you go. So Mar- March March twelfth. It looks like that's the earliest. So that I see it. So they beat 
the the Devils on March 11th to go 17, 6, and 4, which means since then, 17. They are 14, 10, and 2. Yeah. Which isn't bad, but when you start at 17, 6, and 4, 10, 4, or 14, 10, and 2 is not good. And and also in, in that time frame, the penguins were penguins are already hot. They and they just kept going. The Bruins caught fire. Yeah, the, the Capitals uh, have just been consistent all year. There's one where putting in that Jenga piece helped because the Bruins putting in that Taylor Hall Jenga piece. Yeah, all of a sudden David Price, you remember remember how to score goals. Yeah, he seemed like uh, well. I, we we say that, but on the flip side, when that that top line is so effing good, and then he and I don't, I, don't, I shouldn't say stuck with, but Marshawn Pasternak and and Bergeron, and then it's followed up with Krejci, what DeBrusque and Smith, and that's no knock necessarily on purpose for those guys, but he, let's face it, it's that's a huge yeah. drop off, right? And you know now you give Krejci somebody who you know a former Hart Trophy winner who spent half of his year in hell, he feels great that he got out of, out of hell. Uh, you know, so Krejci's going to feel great now that his guy's gotten, you know, that he's now got a very bonafide winger scorer. And, and of course he's going to take off. You know, it just, it, it, we really shouldn't be surprised, but of course the, that's why the Bruins go and make that deal. And that's why they're as dangerous as anybody else in that East. Yeah. And, and Taylor Hall, 37 games with the Sabres, two goals, 17 assists, 19, 19 points. 13 games with the Bruins, six goals, five assists. <laughs> Jesus, God. Minus 21 in Buffalo. He's a plus 12 <laughs> with the Bruins. That's – I shouldn't say that's unbelievable because it's not unbelievable. It's really not unbelievable. And, and I go back to something I said – multiple times that I've never really understood about that. And, you know, and, you know, unless it's as simple as just trying to hope that you can divide the offense, but they never played him with Eichel. They, they always played him with stall. And I never understood that. Why not go all in? Why not put Hall and Eichel together? Maybe you put Hall and stall together because their names rhyme or maybe they're, they're, they're your trade pieces and if those guys shine each other up you can get more i feel so much better that your first answer as to why they might have played together was <laughs> rhyming names because i, I that, it was that's, like, that's not how you put lines together no well i mean i do sometimes when i'm playing video games but you know <laughs> i like to have the mestikov playing with sevechnikov just to make it the most toughest line to announce in hockey but yeah, the, the toughest yeah, I'm also not actually a coach and I want to see, you know, so that should more, but that's neither here nor there. What I don't get it. Well, it's not there anymore. So coach got fired. (laughs) So, you know, (laughs) yeah. And, and well, I mean, and well, the Sabres, I mean, since, since they fired the coach and they've been, Pretty oh, not not terrible, huh? Yeah, the Sabers. I texted you this. It literally shockingly, the Sabers are a game. Well, now I think they'd be two games over five hundred outside of the eighteen game losing streak. <laughs> what? Yeah, I mean that that eighteen game losing streak really just kind of 
I'm sorry. Well, no, I think we have to call it winless because they got points in some. True. Yeah, that's a good point. So it's a winless streak. But either way, I mean, that's 18 games is eight. That is a long time to go without winning a hockey game. And they, uh, yeah, that's, but, you know, 18, you know, they're 15, 32, and seven. So 18 minus, or 32 minus 18, 14, they'd be 15, 14, and seven in all other games outside of that tree. Jeez. No. I mean, and they, well, they, I they didn't start, and they didn't start off the season terrible either. But I mean, they, they, they got hit hard with COVID, and then Allmark got hurt, and you know they're they're trotting out all these other goalies who are terrible. I think, and actually, I, that technically wouldn't be fair because, like you said, they weren't oh eighteen and oh. I think there were so there would be they wouldn't exactly be five hundred to be fair. But you again, you understand the point and the closeness, and I guess that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean they they were. I don't think they would have been a playoff team, but they when they, they weren't going to be as bad as, as they are. And, and, and fortunately for the flyers that the Sabres are, the flyers would be in last, would be in last place in this division. Yeah. And, and another kind of epic free fall. Just, and, and there's, there's one more team kind of about that too. So the, the three teams that I, I think, I think a lot of people might think would be the worst, you know, being the wings, the Sabres and the, and the Senators. I think you, you kind of need to to take a look at the Sens too. You know, they had a, a terrible, terrible start where they were 2-12 and 1. Okay, well, this just then, since then, they're 19-15 and 4. Yeah, the Sens would be probably in if they had a better start. Well, well, also they they got swept by the Oilers. They went 0-9 and 0 against Oilers. They didn't get a point against the Oilers. Which is I, I I do you remember doing the show right when the season started being like, I, I hope the wings don't get swept by anybody, and I really yeah. don't think anybody can go 0 for 9 against anybody. And we were like, well, you know, you never say never. And sure enough, it happened. Uh, yeah, and I the I think the ca- the capital swept the devils. I did, yep, because I did comment on I remember us talking about that. And I and I, I don't remember, like, I don't think, no, no, no one else is, I mean, there, there's, everyone's beaten everybody in the central division. I feel, I, I do feel that way too. I mean, and, and I admit, I don't follow the West close enough to, to comment. And, and the West, everybody, everybody's kind of, everybody's beaten everybody in the West. I mean, it's, and the, the, the blues have a chance to cl- to clinch a playoff spot here tonight. They're going in overtime against Anaheim right now. So that puts the blues at 56 points. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I'm watching. Uh, yeah. So, so the blues win tonight or the coyotes lose to the Kings. And they're right now they're down two to one to the Kings right now. The coyotes are, uh, the blues will punch their ticket and the, the West, all those teams will be, will be set in the playoffs in the West it's it's just all about it'll just all about be all about seeding for the top three. The Blues are going to be in that four spot, pretty good. Which also Absolutely in the four spot. Um, I mean, you know, here's you 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 think Vegas would be okay not seeing the Minnesota Wild again? Yes. <laughs> I mean, did did you catch it in that game the other night? The the comeback. Yeah, Monday night. Yeah, 
Uh, I did. I caught bits and pieces of it. Yeah, yeah. So Vegas is up five three in the third. Then a while they just go on a run. They score. They score three straight goals, including the game tying eventual game winning goal twenty six seconds apart. Damn! <laughs> it, it, it was it was five three Vegas. Wasn't that game? It was five. I thought the final was or was my six, five. Was, final was six five. Minnesota. Did they play a four three game that Minnesota came back on too? Uh, probably. <laughs> I feel like that that was the one I saw. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna look real quick. Uh. Mm. I mean, they had a, they had a couple games against St. Louis. They they had a game against St. Louis last week that they blew. Ooh, that's what it was. That's, yep, it was the Blues. It was not the Knights. Yeah, the Blues came that's back right. and won in overtime. They're up four three. Blues won five four. That's, that's exactly the game I was thinking of. I think that was the game I was thinking about when I said that I was watching. Oh, but yeah, wait, no, no, and and then the very next night, they were, and then the next game against St. Louis, they were down three to one and came back and won four three in overtime. Damn, I, I, the West. I'm gonna have to. I'm just gonna have to be tired. The West playoffs are gonna be too amazing. To it's gonna be fun, man. I mean, it's gonna be. It's gonna be so amazing. I mean, I mean, now, now the story with the Minnesota Wild has been uh, the rookie Kaprizov, who's leading, who's leading points, 24 goals, 45 points. But I mean, right behind him, Kevin Fiala, 20 goals, 39 points. Uh, my, my, my boy Jordan Greenway, only six goals, but 31 points for him. Zuccarello has 31 points, and Zuccarello's only played 38 games. So that's yeah, 30, I, 38 games for him. I had seen that. I and and, and goaltending, I mean, Cam Talbot, 18-7-4, 257 goals against, and a 918 save percentage. And uh, Kapo Kakinen, 15-7-0. 269 goals against 909 save percentage, so not, not much of a drop off as the Jets just score a goal to go up two nothing on the Flames. And this duck blue overtime has been unreal. Yeah, yeah. Why, why haven't I switched? I need to switch. To that. I need. What? I'm like scoreboard watching. I'm like, oh yeah, that game's in overtime. That that game means a lot more. Yeah, I mean, and, and the, the the Ducks to their credit, man. Going all out still in this game. Oh boy! And I and I just accidentally turned on the Wild and, and Knights as they're tied at two, and a dying moment for the third. Mm, so much hockey. So, right, so real quick. So now you you kind of mentioned that you wanted to talk about uh, teams' weaknesses, playoff teams' weaknesses. Yep. So we're we're since we're talking about the West, let's start out in the West. Um, Vegas Golden Knight, their be their biggest weakness. I feel like we're gonna we know mine. Yep. Um, which is they don't they now a player could come out of nowhere and prove me wrong and, and do this for them this this postseason, but they don't score playoff goals. They don't score the ugly goals. They can they score off the rush and on a power play. They can't get in there and score the grimy goals that you have to score in the playoffs. And they don't have a player that I feel can do that. Now, again, I could be proven wrong and they can have somebody who can go out there and do that for them. But I think we, we saw that with them last year against Vancouver when they really struggled because, you know, I mean, you can pin a team in his own, which is kind of what we've seen against Detroit these last few games. Yeah. You pin a team in his own 
and just fire shots at them. But if the goalie sees everything and you're not getting traffic in front of the net, it's it doesn't you you can have 70 shots in a game. Yeah. If, if none of them go in, it doesn't matter. Or if they're not good scoring chance, it doesn't matter. Well, and, and I, I honestly, I don't think that they, I, I think they're, they're good defense or in that. I, I think that they, where they're going to get, where their biggest weakness, and I, and I, and I, and I know that's been, you've, you've been very consistent about that. But for me, the, the biggest thing for them is, just depth in general. I think a lot of what ails them can just be covered by the term, just a complete, I just feel like they have a lack of depth. Like, you know, once you get past those top six forwards, I feel like it gets very scary as to anybody that you can rely on. And once you really get by the top four defensemen, I feel like, you know, you get Petrangelo and and Theodore are good and Martinez is, is definitely good, but you know, they're bouncing between, I believe his name's Hag and and um, uh, White Cloud. And I just don't know if the defensive depth is there for that team to go on a long run. Because, you know, in the playoffs, you need depth, man. You're not going to get by with 12 and 6 for any sort of length in the playoffs. You need, you basically really need 15 and 8 at the very least. And if you can get through with 15 and 8, you probably got lucky somewhere along the route. Yeah, but... And and really, like I mean, at, outside of their the 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 usual suspects of the players who you expect who you who you look at look at the Vegas Golden Knights roster and expect them to perform, I mean it it's a it's it's a big drop off in points after those guys. I mean, yeah. you know, after top after you know Stone, Pacioretty, Marchessault, Carlson, Chandler, Tuck after those guys. You know, those guys all have 30 plus points. Then it's, you know, n- your next highest scoring forward is uh, Thomas No is Matthias Yamark with 22, and then Thomas Nozick with 18. And and it just, I mean, Nicholas Roy, William Carrick, uh, Carrick, you need guys. I mean, those are, they're good players. And like I said, I mean, nobody's got a fourth line that's got, that's made up of entirely a 30, 40 point getters, but. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and, you know, Rock, Riley Smith has hasn't hasn't been he's, he hasn't been as good this year as as has been the previous couple years. And 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 just to, to kind of complete the, the the defenseman thing, I mean, yeah, um, you know, Mar- like I said, Martinez, Theodore, Petrangelo, but I mean, Dylan Coglin and and Nicholas Hag and and Braden McNabb, he's he's good. Nick Nick Holden and Zach Whitecloud. It just I feel like there's such a big drop off after their top three defensemen, their top six forwards that I think depth could really end up being an issue for the Golden Knights. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with that as the Blues are in a shootout with the Ducks right now. Zegers couldn't slide it in. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now, because I, I did some some planning and some some looking at this, and one of the one of the teams that I didn't really like, one of the very few teams that I really couldn't find a problem with was Colorado. <laughs> I don't know what color what you can honestly say Colorado does not have because now you know I I feel like goaltending is too pronged, and 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 so if I have to answer anything. For Colorado, it's goaltending, not goaltending depth. Now I feel like if they lose one or two, they've got a third that can that can step in. The problem is, is if it comes down to it and you have to, you know, 
how comfortable, how great do you feel about your number one goaltender if your number one goaltender is Grubauer? And great numbers. And I feel like it's going to be the same thing that we could say about Winnipeg and Hellebuck. Are you, you're, yeah, great numbers. Yeah, great 18 in front of them. But are you going to feel 100% comfortable in a game six or a game, you know, a game six, game seven? I, I just don't know. You know what I mean? I just don't know if you are. I, and that's, that would be the one thing. If I had to pick a weakness, it's not goaltending depth. I think it's just straight number one goaltending. Ducks knock off the Blues. I'm sorry? D- Ducks win. Ah, yes. Yes, they do. And a shootout. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I – and, and I, would also, I would also venture off to say um, health, too, for, for the Avs. I mean, but, I mean, yeah, that's like really broad, and that's you can say that about every team. Here's, here's, I, no, and here, you know what? Well, t- here's the difference. Here's where health. Here's the difference in health. Is the health is like Tampa has a can every playoff team will have to be concerned with health. Tampa's concern has real concern, I think, with health up front. And I know you said the Kucherov and Stamkos are skating, but at the end of the day. What are they going to be able to give you? How healthy are they going to be? Are they going to be in the opening night lineup? All those kinds of things. Where they have a current health issue. Yeah. Tampa Bay, and that is, that's my number one with them. Tampa Bay is current health. Because if they need to win a full round, if it comes out next week that, you know, Kucherov and Stamkos will be good to go in two weeks from the start of the playoffs, and they got to win a series with Colton and Briere Brule. You know, I might pick the opposition. I might pick whoever they end up playing in the first round. And that seems blasphemous, I know, but that's just how I think, you know, you can have a really good regular season and you can have really good players, but at the end of the day, they need, they just, their roster looks so much better if they have one of those two guys on that top line playing with plot and point. And if it's Bear Brule, I don't know if they win a seven-game series. Yeah, um, and it's so apparently so they're gonna look to get the playoffs going for the the American teams. Uh, May fifteenth is what they're they're targeting. So I mean, they have ten days to help up. One of them, I just don't feel like needs to be in that opening night roster. <sighs> I, I think they'll be. I think, they'll, I think that they should be ready. But I mean, yeah, that's a good point there. But I mean, it, you know. But here's the thing: while we're doing this ten days out, and I had to come up with something, and I really no, feel no, it's. That's why we do it. If if there if there was a number two, how about goaltend? There is a situation where goaltending depth. The difference between, like I said, goaltending and goaltending. If you're telling me that Vasilevsky is going to be good enough to play every every playoff game, not worried about them. Yeah. If they end up in a 1-1 series and Vasilevsky's got to miss five days, and so he's going to miss games three and four, <laughs> you know they're coming back down 3-1. And that's – I mean, you, I mean you, of course you don't know, but you're pretty damn sure that you know that you're, you're bleeped without him. You're not winning a lot of playoff games with, what, Chris Gibson? Is that who just beat the Wings and Curtis Matholini? Yeah. So – there is a little bit of goaltending needs to go right for them too. 
the goaltending is fine. The goaltending depth is not. Yeah, yeah, you're you're hoping that. Uh, yeah, you're hoping that your your guy is healthy and gets you through. Yeah. All right. Um, Minnesota Wild. I for for me, it's scoring depth. Yeah. Because it's Kaprizov twenty four, Fiala twenty, Ericsson eighteen, Zuccarello eleven, Felino ten. You know those yeah. are your top those are your top goal scorers for a Wild. I agree. They also don't. This is I this, so this is a good thing, but it becomes a bad thing if something happens. Suter's played 51, Dumba's played 46, Brodeen played for has played 49, Ian Cole has played 47, Spurgeon has played 50, Carson Susie has played 45. If they lose a defenseman, who in the hell is next man up? Are you ready for the Keelan Addison or Brad Hunt show? So, so not gonna have not gonna have much of a choice. Mark Barkowski, <laughs> maybe Greg Patteron. Don't know, not sure, but they've been so healthy on the back end that it makes you wonder if they were to lose a defenseman, that could make their life very difficult. But like you said, their top two lines are, I, I mean, they're really their top four lines are very good, but in terms of just scoring, once you get past that, that the, 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 the six you named with Kaprizov, Fiala, Greenway, Zuccarello, Ak and Felino, they hit a rut. And, yeah. you know, Benino and Rast, sure, they've been good, but I, again, if you got to count on them for significant scoring, you're in trouble. Uh, St. Louis Blues. Um, it's, I mean, for me, it's Jordan Bennington. It's in that. Yeah. What? Which? Which? Which Jordan Bennington are we going to see? Hundred percent. Because I mean, he he's been real Jekyll and Hyde this year. I like I like their their top twelve. I like their top six, seven, eight defensemen because Bortuzzo is usually the next man up. Yep, and and I everybody's like healthy now. And everybody's, but that also means that you've created depth by having everybody played. I agree. It's goaltending. Hundred percent agree with you on that one. Yeah, I mean, you're you're and and they're and you know they're they're in that they're locked in in that four spot. So they're going to see Colorado or Vegas or may, maybe Minnesota, but Vegas with a big two points here tonight. They beat the Wild in overtime to um to to extend to extend their their lead over Colorado right now. For the time being, because the Avalanche are playing are playing the Sharks right now too, so I mean they're 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 looking they're looking at a high scoring at at at, at two teams that can score goals and what's your goalie looking like? I'm, no, you're hundred percent. All right, uh, let's go from all right, from from the west to the east, Carolina. So this is where I'm gonna I'm. It, it, this is kind of maybe it's nitpicky, maybe it's not. I'm not. The, they have three really good goaltenders, and none of them I would want in a game seven. So this is where they have great goaltending depth, but I don't know if they have goaltending. You're, yeah, and Delkovic has been fantastic. He's been you know in fourth and fifth and rookie of the year polls yep. I've seen. You know, Mrazek has been spectacular. Reimer has been good when needed. But when it comes to a game seven, if he's got to go, if one of those guys has to go up against Vasilevsky or one of those guys has to go up against, you know, a hot Bob 
or, a, you know, I guess Soros would be maybe another concern, but really a Vasilevsky type. Who are you going to feel comfortable going going pulling for? And and this is one of those situations where Carolina is like, are the goal is it are the goalies good because they're good or are the goalies good because of of the team? And I'm I'm leaning towards the latter on that one that they're good because of the team. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, because I mean, you look at the hurricane at the Hurricanes, their their lineup top to bottom, they're they're they're. They're they're all they're forwards and their defensemen. There's no clear, there's no obvious holes there. Uh, you have you, I mean, Sebastian, you have, Sebastian Ajo's is has been fantastic for him. You have Doug Hamilton on the back end, who who's another just phenomenal season for him. George Stahl is is just as consistent as ever. Yeah. You know, and and you know, a lot of you know these. A lot of these guys, a lot of this is the same team they had last year, you know, in, in, in the playoffs. So, yeah, there's there's not a lot to dislike about the Hurricanes, but yeah, it's it's they have they have three really good number two goalies. They don't have like I don't I don't I mean because Morazic was almost out of the league. I mean, yeah. You know, <laughs> Reimer was almost out of the league. You know, like I mean, they, these guys are, went to Carolina, kind of like they're pretty essentially kind of their last chances in NHL, and they've gotten it. To, they sorted it out. They've gotten together. Not not taking anything away from them, but I mean, when you you, you look at the Hurricanes and you see them, you, you see you see the way they the, the Hurricanes play as a team. I mean, they don't give up anything. Yeah. They don't give up scoring chances. Yeah, they 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 pin you, they pin you deep. But the the problem is the, the problem with that kind of style of play is that that's kind of what the playoffs turn into for every team. Yeah, every team wants to go that way. And oh, yeah. anybody who's watched significant hockey knows that that's that the playoffs do turn. Things turn in the playoffs, and everybody starts playing that hard checking, hard to go, hard to play against style. So. Yes, Carolina's obviously more practiced with it. Having played that way basically 60, 56 games this year and really all last year, but there is a little bit now they're going to be meeting their match a little bit more. And and I'd be lying if I said they don't give me a little bit of a pause for the way they kind of fell off a cliff after Sevechnikov went down last year. And it makes me wonder, are they constantly going to be one injury away from just free-falling? Now, and to their credit, they did play – they did kind of keep it going when Teravainen went down this year. So that is a that is a plus. And that kind of says to me, okay, that they can survive an injury because they did show a little some flashes of doing it. But it was a weird sort of thing that happened to them after after Ter- uh, or after Sevechnikov went down last year. Um, and the Hurricanes are eighth in NHL in shots against per game. Uh, Colorado, they're number one, which and Dallas, and Dallas two, Boston three, Vegas four, Tampa five. Montreal six, Toronto seven. Did you? Who are they? Do they average the most? Actually, I think I can pull that up. Do they average the most shots per game? Uh, shots per game goes to the Florida Panthers. The Hurricanes are fifth. I mean, you're top ten in both. You're doing okay. Yeah, yeah. They're averaging uh, thirty-two point two shots per game and twenty-eight point two shots against per game. I mean. 
I'd say you're creating some offense there. Yeah, you're 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 really kind. Of, you're yeah, you're you're doing just fine. Yeah, no kidding. Well, you you already kind of you already kind of m- mentioned about them, but we'll go uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, injuries. They got it. I, I gotta. I I, will, I feel so much better about the team. A little bit of defense defensive depth, but Hedman can play thirty minutes a night. McDonough can play twenty five. And the bar I mean, can play Hedman, 20. Hedman could probably play 45 if you really so, like, if you need right. it. So they can they can cover injuries on the back end. I, I just can't see them making a deep run with 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 with, <laughs> with Colton and Barbrule over Kucherov and Stamkos. And that's no knock on those players. I mean, literally they're replacing two guys that have scored 120 point seasons. Yeah. And so, and and it was you were fine beating the Red Wings and the Dallas Stars without those guys, but right. you're you're going to need those guys if you're going to beat the the Florida Panthers, Florida Panthers, and the Carolina Hurricanes in a seven game series. Absolutely. Um, well, sticking with the Florida Panthers, um, and for me, it's which Bobrovsky are you going to see? Yeah, because historically in the playoffs, he no good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, his career in the playoffs, career numbers in the playoffs. Uh, he's twelve and twenty-one with a three thirteen goals against and a nine zero two save. He, they, they need if they can channel Columbus over Tampa, Bobrovsky. Yeah, what Florida could be dangerous. Dean Bledinger, do they have enough defensive depth to deal? I love their forwards, and they've played a lot of forwards. Yeah, they're they may have the best grouping of exper- forwards that have experience this year. And I'm I'm not with especially. I mean, Barkoff and Huberto are two of the most underrated players. They get lost because they're there, because they're in Florida, and people but, but kind of ignore them. But at the end of the day, can they absorb the blood injury for um four rounds? And that's the other thing. And it, the two kind of go hand in hand. The yeah. Bob, you know, how good can Bob be? Can he cover? Ink blood, um, if he's out the entire playoffs, and I mean, and also, I mean, Sam, Sam Bennett. I mean, he's he's out now with an injury, but he he should be back for them tomorrow. But he's been phenomenal for them since he's got there. And again, you know, in in Calgary, thirty eight games in Calgary for Sam Bennett, four goals, eight assists, twelve points. Nine games of the Panthers, five goals, eight assists, thirteen points. Good God. <laughs> I mean, it lends credence to your thing about Carolina and that in that locker room. Calgary, Calgary. I'm sorry, <laughs> Carolina, Calgary in that locker room. Hey, you're going to talk about a player that needed a change of scenery. Holy jumping! And he is taking advantage of it. And and he and he's a playoff performer. He's a guy that's a playoff performer. Gonna get better, yeah. performer. He so, is going to get better there. Absolutely. So he's not going to be. Yeah, he, I don't think he's going to fall apart. So, um. Just for the sake of argument here, uh, since because they only they only need a point to really kind of put it away. National Predators. Yeah, all levels. <laughs> Just yes. Yeah. Um, the, the, it it kind of feels like Nashville's getting in because da- Dallas just had had a tough go. Yep. This um, year, I can't. I can't. Um, I know they got hot. I, I, I'm not going to trust Rennie or Saros. And if they couldn't do it with Ellis Ekholm, um, uh, Yossi, and Subban, I, or, you know, Fabro, and I, now you're adding 
taking one of those guys away. You know, Luke Cunnan's playing on a second line. There's just a lot of things I just don't trust about Nashville, and I expect him to be dismissed quickly. Yeah, yeah. Who I like, him first? Um, Grandin leads them in goals with 13. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there are four big forwards. I don't know if they're second-line players on, on half the playoff teams. Um, you know, Forsberg's been out, so that's the one exception I'll give. But I just yeah. – I just – and, and I could be doing this at my own risk, considering how good they've been the final 25, you know? Yeah, but I mean. I, but again, you made the point, too. Here's you know, Chicago fell off a cliff. Detroit and Columbus have not been good. And Dallas played 100 games in 14 days. Right. I mean, it's, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I I think that Nashville's going to get in because they won the games. They're going to they're get the points and everything, but. Because I mean everything D- Dallas between Dallas have having having the, having the COVID outbreak and having to sit out for COVID and then they they have the issue with with the snowstorm in Texas which left a lot of players and their families uh, displaced from their homes and um, T- Tyler Sagan offered up his home in Texas to to other players to stay at because his home was fine but other guys were dealing with flood issues and everything. Well, because Sagan was was in Canada recovering from his surgery, just came back a little too late. He's back now, scored an overtime goal. Each game, right? They they <laughs> needed. I feel like they needed him two weeks before he actually got back. Yeah, it's. I mean, yeah, it's 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 unfortunate. I mean, the the Dallas Stars. I mean, if, if you're if you're a Dallas Stars fan listening, and I know there are Stars fans listening because we have listeners in Texas. Um. You don't need to feel bad about your team this year. This 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 is going to be a good team next year. I fully expect the Dallas Stars to be a playoff team next year, health with everyone healthy. And if Ben Bishop plays at least thirty games for you throughout the duration of his contract, guys should be happy about it. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, that, I'm, I'm he, sorry, but like I, I was listening to something the other day, and they brought up how like how Ben Bishop was injured and everything. And they were talking like they were shocked. And it's like, oh, did you just start watching hockey now? Because Ben Bishop has been hurt all the time. Like, he's hurt every year. Like, I, I don't remember the last time Ben Bishop went through <laughs> went through a season where he was completely healthy and played all the games that he could and didn't miss any time. Like, it doesn't happen with him. Like, at all. The, 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 the funny thing is, is isn't Dallas basically Nashville five years ago? Oh my top God. Yeah, that, that's amazing. <laughs> a top line that can score with some names that scare people and then nine other forwards. And, and a good blue line. Yeah. Yeah. Like a top four that's better than any top four in the league. And I do with Klingberg, Lindell, Heiskanen and, and whoever I'm forgetting. I, I, I feel like I can say that with some confidence. And then Ben, and, you know, that a top threesome, even if they're not playing together, Kowalski Sagan can, can scare you with, with Ben. And then, you know, Dickinson, I know could, is going to be a, you know, between Dickinson and Robertson and Kiviranta and, and Garyanov. Are these guys really good? Are they really bad? Are they good? Cause their defensemen are good. I mean, didn't, you, didn't we kind of ask these same questions in Nashville? Yes, yes they, yeah, you're, you're you're not wrong. <laughs> yes. So if I'm not wrong, I'm right. I'm happy about that. That that's just. I mean, again, I'm gonna give you props on that observation here. But yeah, that's that's a yeah. 
and that team went to a cup finals and this Dallas team's been to a cup finals. So clearly they're, you know, they're there. All right. So from, from, from the central to the east, Pittsburgh Penguins. Goalie. Next. I mean, I mean, it, what's not to like? I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, Crosby 60 points this year, uh, 23 goals, 60 points. Gonzo, 23 goals, 56 points. Uh, Chris Letang, 43 points. Brian Rust, 42 points. You know, Jarrett McCann has 29. Capitan has 28, and he's and he's missed a few games. You know, I mean, Malkin, 27, but, you know, he's – and it's been a down year. There's no, there's been no hiding it. Monken hasn't been as good. I mean, I mean, and, and here's the thing: not as good. Twenty-seven points in thirty-one games, though. I know. <laughs> yes. well, that's because he was like at a point six or one point six points per game pace. Like he had like seventy-one and forty something last year. He was ridiculous last year. That's why I think there's so much with Monken in 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 why it was so shocking. Yeah, he had 74 and 55 last year. No, oh, I actually thought it was better than that. I mean, not that 74 and 55 is bad. I just thought it was like <laughs> like a full like 70. I thought I honestly thought it was 70. Trade him. He's a bum. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll take him. <laughs> He's a bum. Um, but yeah, and I mean Jeff Carter, 25 points, you know, just that was a good acquisition. I mean, yeah, I mean good pickup for him. And since he's been with the Penguins, uh four goals. 12 games, four goals, six points in 12 games with the Penguins. I mean, you can't – I mean, that's, that, that's, that, that's solid depth right there yep. for you, which which the Penguins have plenty of. The the one thing I do question, the other thing – I mean, I'm sure you're the same. Jari and DeSmith, you, you're not going to feel real comfortable with either of them. No. But besides Gunsel, Rust, maybe Zucker, do, do you question their wingers? I mean, because you get into the Bluger, Ashton Reese, Rafferty – Jankowski. Well, I see. I think um, happening. I mean, how good are these guys? Or are they good because of the center ice in their way? So, and and he's out right now, and he and he should, and he's probably come. He should be coming back at least by this weekend. But I think Brandon Tanev is 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 one of those good playoff guys. Yeah, that's who, true. Who, who, who like Vegas lacks? Like he he's 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 a guy that can go out. He can score those ugly goals for a for you in the playoffs that you need. So yeah. I, I I feel I feel like they have the guys that can that can do that that can get the ugly goals. You know, Crosby as I mean, here's the thing. the the issue for the Penguins last year in the playoffs was like not only did they not score, but they're the players they need to score didn't score. Yeah. You know, when your stars aren't when you're not scoring, and then you're on top of that, your stars aren't scoring, then you're you're in trouble. And, you know, and I I kind of feel like I mean, and we. We've talked about this. I, I feel like from from day one, from well, really from from the day that the divisions were announced, that there's 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 not going to be in, there's there's no cupcake matches yeah. in this East in this playoff in the playoffs in the East. There's there's you're not going to get a reprieve anywhere. Not to say that's true for any other in any other division, but you know if, if the Hurricanes are going to feel a lot better taking on the four four seed and and the Central. Than whoever the one seed is taking on the four seed and the East. Yeah, you know you're feeling a lot better about you're, you're feeling a lot better about about your chances there, right? I mean, and and I feel like we've said that from the beginning. You're yeah. gonna have a very good. You're gonna have two very good teams done in the first round in this East division. Yeah, 
you are. You're going to lose three teams before you get to the conference finals that, that in a regular year probably would be playing that two of them would be in the conference finals. It's yeah. I, I just, I agree completely. Yeah. Um, Washington Capitals. Again, goaltending. Um, I, I can, I'm concerned a little bit. Their top six are so good. Their third line has some depth. I do worry about their lower, their secondary scoring. Oh, yeah. Will they get, you know, obviously, you know, assuming Kuznetsov back, Mantha back, Shrim, Oshie, Kuznetsov, Wilson, and Ovechkin are really good. And they've got, you know, Lars Eller's always show. It feels like every NBC broadcast, they call him the third or the best third line center in the league, which I don't really necessarily disagree with. But, you know, can him, Hagwin, Dowd, Hathaway, can they get it done? I don't know. Maybe they can. But that would be a concern is that, you know, you know, Mike, Mike Babcock had a line that, that our, our mutual friend, Kevin Lau was, was big on. It was one of the few quotes that I actually kind of got in on that your top lines cancel and you win series in your third and fourth lines. Yeah. Are Washington's third and fourth lines good enough? And, you know, obviously the untestedness of Vanacek and, and Samsonov. Um, my, my concern of the Capitals is a five on five scoring. Okay. Well, well, and which kind of lends, which kind of leads into kind of leads into your thing too, as far, as far as the, the, the depth, the depth scoring too, is, is what, will they be able to score enough five on five and not, and not just on a power play because the, the Washington Capitals, they they remind me a lot. They have a lot of the same tendencies as those old wings teams we used to watch in the past. Right. And we get in the playoffs and it's just like, we can't, why can't we score five on five? <laughs> You know, yeah. it's just like, well, get a power play. Like, well, okay, well, yeah, of course. Yeah. We go, go ahead and, 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 and put the goal on the board now, but five on five, it's, it's nerve wracking to yeah. watch. No, that's a, that's a good comp there. That is absolutely a good comp because, and it's funny how as time wore on that it flipped and how you knew that we weren't scoring on the power play and you damn near, if it wasn't happening five on five, you weren't scoring. So it's, it's funny how time can turn for a team. Oh yeah. I mean, how many times this season have we like wings are down by two goals. Let me shut this off. Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Literally had that thought sometimes did do that. So like, like, Oh, Oh, well, okay. It's, it's, it's two, nothing. Uh, Maybe they can. Oh, all right. It's three, one. They're not getting four. No, no, (laughs) They nope. got to get four to win? No. <laughs> Shut this off. That's There's no comeback coming here. Nope. Um, Boston Bruins. Defensive depth. This is one of the few things I do not – I mean, I don't know what Carlo's injury situation is, but even if Carlo's back, you are looking at McAvoy. Let's say Carlo's yeah, in. It's looking like Carlo's back. Okay, so McAvoy, Carlo, Luazan – um, uh, uh, Grizzlick, uh, Miller. Um, they've had a hundred guys back there. Mike Riley. Yeah, the the auto acquisition. Yeah, you know Taylor Hall makes that those top six look so much better. Um, and it allows so much better shuffling. But I I can't get on board with that deep deep that decor when it being a cup contending decor. Um, do you, do you think maybe the Boston Bruins uh, just a, a little bit, maybe miss Chara? I think that yes. And I, yes, I think, I mean, they, they, they probably, they'd probably take Chara right now. 
I think that they made a huge mistake. And I think I said this. I think when 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 Krug signed elsewhere, that not immediately signing Chara was a big mistake. Yeah. I, I, I and I think for consistency, congruency, uh no, consistency, just year over year. Okay, you can't lose two 22 minute a night defensemen, and they did that. Yeah. And 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 if you didn't have something called the perfection line, <laughs> I think you would be in a lot. You'd be in a lot more trouble. And I mean, and to their credit, I mean, their their goaltending has been good. You know, they they All five of them too. <laughs> yeah, they, and they they brought in a young kid, uh, Swayman, to to kind of to to play some games, and he and he looked good in every game he played. He looked good. Um, little little side note on on Swayman, little story, fun story about him. So he he played he played his college hockey at a at a university in Maine, uh, Gold Black Bears. Um, also, um, other notable NHLers from University of Maine. Ooh. Ooh. Thomas, Jimmy Howard. Yes. Yes. <laughs> T.J. Oshie. No, he's no, North, he North North Dakota. Nope. Sorry. Uh, Paul Korea. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, and 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 also uh, your. Your 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 favorite your favorite right wing ever. Oh God, there's so many. Uh, my favorite Red Wing ever, and I'm guessing that's sarcasm because that's the only way we talk to each other. Oh my God, I'm gonna hate myself for this, aren't I? Um, Storm team? No, no, no. He he was he was shipped off a few. Oh, that's my quest. Yeah, there we go. That's my quest. <laughs> But so so he he was looking for um he he needed to fill out his credits in at at, at college and everything and so he chose to take and through talking to his goalie coach at Maine he took ballet really yeah to help him with his balance and uh, shifting and everything and he said it it really helped him I mean I mean I'm you know. He he in eight games in the NHL he has a one sixty two goals against and a nine forty two save percentage. So I'm gonna go ahead and say, you know, if you want to be a goalie, don't feel free to take ballet, guys. I feel like I, <laughs> I can't I can't I'm not even gonna pretend like I can remember the name, but I feel like I've heard that before. Like got, not necessarily a ballet class, but goal, you know, goalies getting like footwork. I don't want to say footwork coaches, but I feel like. Like I like I don't you know because there, there's so many great anecdotes Ken Daniels and Mickey Redmond throw in a broadcast. I just feel like that's something that they have they've thrown in like thrown into a, a broadcast and talking about a netminder is it's kind of the the footwork that they've done and how they've just worked on their footwork and how it's made a difference. But Swayman came right out and said, "No, nah, it's ballet. Good for good on him, man. Made it to the league. Can't see. Can't be a bad thing. Right, yeah, the, clearly, does not hurt you." Right. Um, I feel like there's so obvious we're going to go with this one, but the New York Islanders. Yeah, they can't score. <laughs> um, uh, and, and, and just in case you're wondering, Anders Lee is done for the year. Not this regular season, but he will not be playing hockey again until yeah. the opening night of the 2021-2022 season. Yeah, um, I, it's it's just scoring. It would have been if Lee was still in the lineup. I think I still would have questioned their scoring. A little bit defensive depth too, because yeah. you know Noah Dobson and Braden Coburn have basically switching off the seventh 
sixth, sixth, seventh defensive spot. I don't know who's next up. And as I said, you need 15 and eight. So I don't know. I don't know who their eighth is if they need them. And that could create an issue. I mean, and that Devin Tays trade still, I don't understand. It was money. Well, that was a straight I mean, money. Draft. Yeah, I, I guess. But I mean, because it was shortly after that, they got Barzell signed. They were able to get Martin under the cap. This team was in a cap hell. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And that's yeah. what it was, the cap thing. And that's a, I mean. And it's not looking he, good now. And he is dynamite in Colorado. Yeah. Like he's really, he really shored up that back end in Colorado. And I, and I, and I'm not, I don't want to take it, but sometimes pairings, man, you know, when you're paired with Makar or you're paired with Gerard, you're going to, you're going to look better. And it's not that you're not good. It's just, you know, it's that Ian White thing that we talk about. <laughs> Ian White wasn't really good NHL defenseman, put him with Nick Lindstrom and he was a great NHL defenseman. They were a great pair. Yeah, the the second best player in the Red Wings, as his nickname was. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Uh, sh- sh- move, moving up north uh, to the North Division, the Scotia North Division, uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. The easy answer would be, I- I'm going to go with a more of a thinking man's answer, and and I'm going to say themselves. They need to get through the mental gymnastics of the troubles that they've had in the playoffs. I think that this. I think that they are fragile. I'm sorry. I think that they're tougher, but I think in terms of physically, yeah, physically tougher and more sandpaper in the lineup. But at the end of the day, if they fall behind two, one in a series, one, nothing in a series, do they have, and they've done that. And they, I mean, they, cause they were behind Boston one year, three, two, and they forced the game seven. Yeah. And so they can, it's just, they need to get the monkey off their back. What could be the biggest thing break for them, though, could be that they're playing Montreal, who kind of has an equally same trouble with Carey Price. Yeah. Um, and I, man, I, I was gonna say, I was gonna say history myself, but you know, oh, we both went with the least thing. Yeah. You know what? You take credit for that. I don't. I they're bot. They're they don't have a top. I don't think they have a number one defenseman. I don't like their third pair defensively. And who's going to be the pressure on the goaltender? Whoever they go with, it's going to be a, so much pressure. Yeah, I mean, the, they, the Leafs are actually – pull this back up here. I mean, they're seventh in the NHL in shots against, believe it or not. So they give up the seventh fewest? Yeah. That's very unmade belief. <laughs> I mean, they they really insulate their goalies. I mean, um, they're they're and Jack Campbell he makes the saves he's supposed to make. Um, he doesn't he doesn't give up soft goals. Um, Dave Riddich gives up soft goals, which is why we have not seen him basically. <laughs> he he got he got the win a couple nights ago, but yeah, he he gives up some really bad goals. And Freddie Anderson doesn't really give up a ton of bad goals either. So Freddie uh, Anderson, you you called this like I think early in a series, and I noticed that the rest of it. Freddie Anderson gives up the one goal you absolutely positively needed to absolutely not give up. Oh yeah, he not yeah he's he's good, he's good for that once a series yes. where he, he just it's 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 the Chris Osgood where it's just like he plays phenomenal, but he just has that one goal that just sticks out like a sore thumb, yeah. and it's just like you know if if you win the series it's 
it's it's it's a footnote and you can laugh about it later but if you lose a series you kind of go back and go man if he makes that save yeah you know who you know but yeah it's but I mean, I survived I, three of them. The wings survived three of them. Yeah. The, the Ronick shot, the Langenberger shot, and the McGinnis shot. Yeah. Right? The wings survived three of them. Yeah, three series in a row. Just like, oh, what? Yeah, it really was. It's kind of like, all right, so clearly there's a book out here. And, and you know the funny thing? If you really, if you wanted to go four series in a row, how about the icing, non-icing offside call in game two? Where <laughs> Ozzy was just kind of hanging out by the goalpost expecting an icing call and Joey Juno beat him. <laughs> just like what <laughs> yeah i mean if you if you really wanted to search for a fourth there would be oh man but but yeah so yeah the the the, the maple leafs just i mean i and i i feel like it, it'll almost be you know like that that poetic justice if in order for the Maple Leafs, the Maple Leafs get to the Cup final, and it's and they and it's them and the Bruins, and they got to beat the Bruins. Oh my I, God! Oh my God! Like, almost, I mean, almost, I, I I I just feel like that that it, it'll be like you know the Red Sox finally get over, get, get over the hump with the Yankees, right? Yeah. You know, just, it's just finally you know sl- slaying that dragon. Yeah, you know, I like Michael, that. The, the Michael Jordan Bulls finally beating the, the Pistons. Yeah. yeah, you know, just just kind of getting over that hump hump and and, and slaying that dragon. And what's great is that the Bruins totally have the roster that would absolutely positively not shake hands with the Leafs once they won the cup too. And that would be spectacular. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be great. Tom Wilson, Tom Wilson will still get blamed for that and people will want him fined for it. So. Oh my God. I cannot. <laughs> I'm so excited to see him just start punching people. All right. Um, the Edmonton Oilers. You know, I, I would have said said defense for a long time, but I feel like the last 25 games we've seen kind of Mike Smith solidify the back end. We've seen the rise of of um, um, Darnell Nurse. Yeah, he's giving been, you a bona fide, he's been really good all year. Yeah, giving you a bona fide number one pair. So as a re- – say it again. He, he, Nurse and Barry, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to go with actually bottom six. I'm going to go with their bottom six scoring. Oh right. um, yeah. If 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 McDavid is center one and Drysaddle is center two, um, basically lines three and four have been grinding lines almost for them, and they're going to need some sort of additional scoring because. And I know we say this every year, or basically you have two. One job stopping McDavid and Drysdale, and Chicago did it. And look at what Chicago did to them. Uh, Chicago didn't really stop McDavid. That's true. They he had right. nine points. They outscored him. You're right. They outscored him. That yeah, was they, outscored. They, they, they they shut down everyone else. <laughs> so here's the thing. So that's that's I think the lesson is that if 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 McDavid and Drysdale run wild, but the defense is better, then Edmonton will be a dangerous team. And like I said, I really Mike Smith's numbers this year. I feel like have been very, very good to solidify, like help solidify the back end. But they're going to need scoring for more than the top two lines. Yeah, yeah, and that's my my same thing is scoring depth. Um, Mike Smith has been since he's come back from his injury. He's he's been he's been lights out for him. Um, he's on 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 the season. He's at uh. I just had it 19, six and two with a two twenty five goals against nine twenty five Sabres finish and three shutouts. Yeah. That's really good. 
<laughs> really, really good. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, it, it comes down. I mean, I think Connor, Connor McDavid, McDavid, Drysital, they're they're gonna get theirs. Yep. You know, they're they're gonna get there. It's just gonna be can Pui Harvey step up? Can Nugent Hopkins, Hopkins continue to be a solid guy? Can Yamamoto find find magic? Can Archibald do something? I mean, and the thing is, Walt, all the guys you just named have basically been the guy. The majority of the season, those have been the guys playing with Dry Settle and McDavid. Yeah, and the rest of the four, like Gitan Haas and and J K H A R I A out of Kahari, whatever Kahara. guys that they really need. Yeah. Will there be a Kyle Turris or a, a James Neal sighting? <laughs> in the press box. <laughs> I guess it's kind of, yeah. Well, I guess that tells you what you think of that idea. They, they've done nothing. I know. <laughs> I know. Like they, they've done, you know, they, they've done nothing. You're, yeah. I don't make me think otherwise. Kyle Turris has two goals and five points in 26 games this year. Like, I, like he's he's essentially just a healthy scratch now. He, I mean, they're a healthy scratch more often than not. Him and Neil both have have basically been very expensive healthy scratches. I mean, I mean <laughs> Milan Lucic has outscored James Neal this season. Fun fact for you too, <laughs> which this this just kind of came up on the NHL wire or that. Um, Milan Lucic uh, weighs his no movement for the expansion draft. Yeah, so Milan Lucic could be a could be a Seattle uh, SuperSonic. Is that not right? No, it's, it's the Kraken. I was close. Nah, no, you weren't. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a sports team in Seattle, you're the SuperSonic. No, I know. I'm obviously, I'm kidding. Because why would why would you why would I make fun of a, the name that's way better? <laughs> obviously. Yeah, yeah, they're they're gonna they're gonna have a hard time getting people not to call that arena the crack house, though. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> and and people to not call the fan base crackheads like that's gonna happen. Let you it need, just you need to embrace it. it somehow. You need to embrace it. Yep, let it happen naturally. <laughs> I know you shouldn't, but let it happen naturally. I mean, it's just it's just one of those things. Like this is what's gonna happen this, because yeah. this, this, that's just the way the world works. And I'm not saying they have to make T-shirts about it, but you know, don't don't get angry about it, right? Because yeah. like, especially like if if you make it clear that you don't like it and you and you're mad about it, people are really gonna run all, all over it, right? Yeah, people are like, oh, you don't like it? Oh, we're we're gonna do this tenfold now. Yeah, yeah, uh huh. So you know, you're so right. You you the the more you tell people not to do something, that pretty much guarantees it's going to get done. So once so, the the crackheads are taking over the crack house, you're just going to have to lay back and eat. just just let it happen. <laughs> let it happen. Pretend like it doesn't bother you. Exactly right. Go home and scream. Then go home at night and scream in your pillow. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, speaking of screaming in your pillow, uh, the the Jets hasn't been doing a lot of that the last week. Um, they're They've got to figure it out. They're up four nothing on the Flames right now. Two for Adam Lowry, who I thought was injured. So that must that that's a good. Yes, yeah, two. Yeah, he. This is his seventh uh, career two goal game. He's never Chris scored. Getting back in the lineup, and I'm sure that's probably why they're, they're winning hockey games again. Yeah, he. Yeah, he's he's never scored a hat trick before. So oh, go get it. You know. Yeah. They. 
flash that stat up. I, I feel like they, they it's they have to do that, right? When a guy has so many uh, two goal games in his career and never scored a hat trick, you have to bring it up. You almost want the the Flames to score a goal or two so they pull the goalie because Lowry is the kind of guy that's out there to kill to, to to kill some time with an empty net. Yeah. Uh, the lineup that they have out there right now, I don't know if they're going to score a goal, but eh. <laughs> the, the um, want to get. I think the Flames just want to go home. Well, <laughs> and this, we we decided that this sends them home, right? This loss would be it for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. yeah pretty, yeah, that'll pretty much do it for them. Uh, but Winnipeg Jets, um, Nikolai Ehlers. Their season was going along swimmingly, and the Ehlers injury happened, and they lose seven straight. Yeah. Um, I don't like their blue line. Um, you're, you're higher on it than I am. Um, with I, don't, I don't think it's as bad as 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 you as as you pointed out, but they they could be better. And and so and so here's so here's the thing. Um, the GM. Uh, Shovel day off. Well, number one, the, the Jets, they really wanted to get Jamie Alexiak from uh, Dallas at the yeah. trade deadline. Which was actually the one name I forgot earlier, too. Thank you. They they really they really wanted to get him to sort of solidify their blue line. Because I said Lindell, Klingberg, and Heiskanen. <laughs> the one I was like, and the other guy. The other guy's Alexiak. Okay, go yeah. ahead. Sorry. Um so that but also he said that he that he wants to see Billy Hinola play more games. Okay. Uh, he was their first round pick from uh, two years ago. Okay. He's played. How many games you played in NHL this year, Thomas? Five. No, no. How many games have you played in it in the NHL? Oh, I have played none. I have not. Okay. I have not suited up yet this year. Okay. Yeah. So Vin and Hanola, he's played exactly two more games than you have. Okay. That's right. Yep. The Wings are one injury away though from me possibly making my NHL debut. <laughs> They only got two games left. Columbus isn't a far drive. It's true. That's why, that's why I'm still Columbus on the call list. That's why I'm still on the call list. <laughs> Get after it. Yeah, thank you. So they, <laughs> so, they, so they did make a deal hoping that they'd get somebody and then they never got them. They never brought them up. And, and yeah, they, so they haven't played. I know, um, I know they, they're, they're pretty high on Logan Stanley, too, who's been – he's been okay. Form yeah. on the blue line, but outside of that, I mean, they they add Jordy Ben, and out we got got some rough stuff going on here in Calgary. Their defense, and and I know you, <laughs> I famously said this, and and you tore me apart because I realized the stupidity in it. But their defense would look so much better with a the guy. Yeah. There. I mean, I Pionk and Morrissey, you know, they're they're good. They are a fine two and three. I can't see a team, but here, here, remember what we're doing. They're fine in an eighty-two game season as a two and three. That's fine. Yeah, I. They need. I'm talking in terms of a a a, a playoff run where if they need a one, I just can't. I have trouble seeing them as a one-two, and I guess that's more. That's my issue with them. Okay. Um, well, winning four rounds with them as your one-two. You don't see it. Yeah. It's tough for you to buy. I get it. No, yeah. I, I, I get it. I get it. Um, my, my, 
my biggest concern with the Jets is uh, is, is Connor Hellebuck, and m- much in the same vein as uh, as as the same as I look at the St. Louis Blues of Jordy Bennington. Yeah. Which Connor Hellebuck are are, are we going to get? Right. Are we going to get the Vezin Trophy winning goalie who's who's lights out for you, or are you going to get the guy who just struggles yeah. to 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 corral rebounds and and get, and gives up the 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 soft goal every once in a while you know no that and that's that's a that's a very that's very fair very very fair um it's you know i i i wanna it, it's funny how it, it's kind of like somebody's gonna be the next brain hopi where somebody's gonna put together the run and yeah. and who's it going to be and that team if he puts together a run could very well end up leading his team to the Stanley cup championship. So, oh, yeah. And that's what they got to, that's what I'm sure all Winnipeg things are open for. All right. And then finally, uh, the Le Habitan Montreal Canadiens. You know, what's crazy Walt about Montreal is that when you, if you were to kind of remove names and uh, I'm sorry, like remove team names and just look at the roster it doesn't have super glaring weaknesses. If I so, if I had to pick one, it's it's the opposite of everybody else, and I don't know if they have enough of the guy up front. They don't have a Matthews. They don't have a McDavid. They don't have a King. They don't have that guy in the that they can count on the Kucherov. Yeah. They have a lot of really good, good forwards. They don't have a great forward. And so I, I like their I like their decor. I, you know, if price is hot, obviously, how do you not like their goaltending? Yeah, the, but, yeah it's but I don't know it, you know, uh, you know, the the top it's kind of like how I make fun of Nyquist in, in Columbus. You know, Tatar plays first line minutes there when he's healthy. Yeah, that, with with uh, Dano and uh, uh, I forget who's usually on the wing, but that's kind of where they're at. I would I like them more if Gallagher comes back, but it's yeah. just it's that top flight. They have great second, third, and fourth line, and then they have to make up the first, and that's the issue. Yeah. Um, also, I mean, how about Cole Caulfield? Uh, two NHL goals, both overtime winners. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? Two years from now, we may be saying how he's the number one. Yeah. <laughs> but to, as a, at this point, I'm just not ready to go there yet. And, and I worry about their, their top flight line. And they, they're also really inclined to lay a dud here and there, which I find to be weird. But, yeah, you know, like they have some – like when you look at all their, their – their, like it's not uncommon to see Montreal. What? They lost to Ottawa by four tonight, right? Yeah. I mean, and and prior to to the to the little uh, to to the little three game win streak they went on. I mean, they you know they had Calgary sort of they they let Calgary hang around longer than they needed to let them because it just, it just seemed like the Canadians had no interest in uh in wrapping up a playoff spot. Hundred percent, right? <laughs> you know, for 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 a couple, for a few games there where they just you know lost out like they were piling up the losses. And and gave Calgary some life for for a a brief moment anyway. Yeah, and uh, then Calgary proceeded to do nothing with it, and they, well, yeah. they get themselves in. But hundred percent. Yeah. So I mean, I like, but 
my my biggest concern with Montreal is um is yeah it's are they gonna score and 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 also you know last last season you know they they survived a playoff round yeah playing the way they played yeah and you know the the penguins everyone like that that in, that that entire Penguins team, everyone was just off. Like they, everyone was off on that team, and then it took on the Flyers, and they they end up beating the Flyers. But you know it was a it was a tight series. But the Flyers don't have the firepower of Toronto, right, or at Edmonton. Yeah, you know, the, and the other thing that kind are, of are they going to be able to like? I mean, if you're going to be if you're going to let the Maple Leafs pin you in your zone for an entire playoff series, I'm. You, it's it's going to be done quick. Matthews is scarring. Yeah, if you're pinned for a minute, Matthews is scarring. The you know it's funny too because they have what a, probably a top five goal scorer in Toffoli. Yet, do you trust Tyler Toffoli into the playoffs? <laughs> like, do you put like do you put Toffoli like you know in that division? You're going to be looking at McDavid or Matthews or Shifley slash Connor. Are you comfortable putting Toffoli in that grouping? Because I'm not. And that's yeah. my point. That's kind of my point for this whole thing. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm not comfortable putting that guy with that grouping. So that's what kind of worries me if I'm a fan of that, that squad. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, that's all the divisions, all the playoff teams. Um, One, I guess I, I still have to say, technically say a potential playoff teams because nothing's, because Montreal hasn't in, I mean, Winnipeg is about to clinch their playoff spot. Yeah. And and if I if we have to answer Dallas, they're just going to run out of steam. They're going to yeah. they're going to have played thirty games. They're going to be like at thirty games in forty five days. They're not going to have any energy to win a seven game series. If yeah. you want them to even have play that game, they, they're pretty much out of gas right now. They've lost four or five straight yeah. out. Of them. So it's, yeah, yeah, sure. that's that's a tired hockey club. You know the 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 Sagan bump wasn't enough that that's what that's issue is. I mean, also not even that. I mean, they, they, they get over, they play in overtime every night, (laughs) overtime every night. I mean, Ken Daniels did say that based on all the overtime, like even like counting the games that ended early, they have played an extra game. All the overtime, all the five minutes or, or less that have added up. They have played a 57th game. Jeez. Yeah, I know, right? Wrap your head around that, man. That's yeah, yeah. I mean, Dallas loves they love the overtime, man. I mean, in a fifty-six game season, to have played an extra game of overtime. Now, in a hundred game season, okay, but in a fifty-six game, you've played an extra game from overtimes. Gee, yeah, jeez. One thing I, I do want to mention before Dallas. No, um, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I just, I just, the Dallas Stars, and New York Rangers are two teams. I feel like you know they just. Ran out of runway. Yeah, they they ran out of runway. Yep. And they and the Rangers they didn't bank it. They didn't bank enough points early on to really kind of to to help to help them bounce back. And I mean, kind of same thing with Dallas a little bit, you know. Yeah. Well, they didn't. It was they had no early. Yeah. <laughs> they started medium. <laughs> they yeah. started midway through the season. Yeah. Yeah. By the by the time they played their first game, a lot of teams. We're on game six and seven, so. And and I don't care. I think there's a psychological thing to that. I think when you, you know, you go look at the newspaper and you see that the division leaders got 10 points and you have none, 
I know that you know you know you've got the games in hand, but I still think that that's got to be psychologically tough. Yeah, it can't be easy. Yeah, no. Oh, if nothing else, yes, it can't be easy. Yeah, <laughs> it's like all right. Well, because then you know, like, because okay, I mean, you're kind of then you're kind of in your own, in your own head, right? Because I mean, you have games in hand, but I mean, again, games in hand mean nothing if you don't win them. Amen, brother. You know, and that's 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 one thing I I, I try to try to stay consistent with uh with with saying because you because that's all we kept hearing about you know Dallas and St Louis and Vancouver like all these teams that were kind of back you know be for who didn't play games for for COVID reasons it's like well yeah they have the games ahead but you don't win them and, okay yeah you're gonna have ten games to hand over a team if if you go oh eight and two. <laughs> Which is basically what they've done on the stretch. Yeah, you know, yeah, you're you're you didn't help yourself. Yeah. But yeah, so that, I mean, I, I think that's that's it. We went from uh, you know Mon- Monday, like not a lot to talk about, to two and a half hours today. Yeah, this this are the long this is the longest show we've done in a, in a, like since we've been back so and we'd be remiss to not mention ryan miller hanging up the skates yes i know yeah and all the craziness uh you know here's what we'll do we'll, we'll table ryan miller we'll, okay. we'll kick off next week talk about ryan miller um because he, he he ryan miller deserves more than just a quick little 30 second blurb at it i'm more i'm more than okay with that plus by then he probably would have played his his <laughs> final game by this time next week so we might have very well even know what his final one but so i'm i'm all in on that yeah no so problem. so we'll, we'll we'll table ryan miller for next week um we'll we'll we'll, we'll kick we'll kick off next week with ryan miller because yeah. he, he he ryan miller is one of my one of my all-time favorite goalies even even though he 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 represented the green and white yeah I, I can get on board with that statement. I can absolutely get on board with that statement. 2010, 2010 outdid the, the Michigan State part of him. Yeah. That 2010 Olympic run. So I agree. He deserves so he deserved that gold. But, better. I know. You know, I mean, if, you know, I know. If, I mean, if, if you're going to get beaten over time for in the gold medal game for the Olympics, you'd That's rather it be one of the greatest hockey players to ever play than some scrub who no no one's going to who that's going to be the only highlight of their career, right? Although on the flip side, <laughs> looking, if we go up and down that roster, that would not have been the only highlight of any of those guys. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but still, your point is valid about but, one of the kind of best players. It's like, yeah, like Sidney Crosby's done a lot, you know, right. it's like that's just one of the, one of Crosby's many highlights. Many, many. Career. many. Like, you know, that's you very know, true. Very, very true. It is on a stamp. But you know, right. he's on a stamp. I mean, well, yeah, look yeah. at it that way. He's on a stamp. Yeah. <laughs> now I think the celebration was on a stamp, not the goal. Yeah, right. the celebration was. So. But, I mean, how, it's Canada. Why would we even be surprised? Yeah. All right, everybody. Um, we'll be back ne- we'll be back next week. Um, hopefully on Monday. Hopefully on our Hopefully our, our regular time. If not, you know, don't hold us, don't hold, don't don't hold our feet to the fire too much. And we'll do it Wednesday. You know, sometimes life just gets away, but yeah, life happens. All right, everybody. Um, enjoy your week. Enjoy your weekend. Um, playoff matchups. I feel like we'll, we'll, for the most part, with the exception of the North, we'll we're gonna know for the most part who's gonna be playing who and where. Yep. Um, I, I know there's still some games next week with a f- with some teams, but like I said, 
Um, the the tentative start date is May fifteenth for the playoffs to get to get going. So we're about ten days out. Looking forward to it. Should be good. Glad we got here. Playoff hockey, and I mean, and I'm I'm curious to see what they're going to do in in Canada, but. I I would I would love it if um, by the by the Cup Finals that we'll have some more restrictions kind of lifted a little bit and we can get more people in the buildings for games because you know like like we said before there's nothing like playoff hockey with with with, with the sold out arena dear God even half if we could ju- even I think even yeah. half would be enough to make enough noise to make it. I mean, because last year it was fun. It was fine to watch last year with that in the empty buildings, but I don't. I'd rather not do that again because we needed it. At that right, yeah, it was like I didn't care. Yeah, did not care. Yeah, <laughs> didn't care last year. Like, sweet, I'm getting hockey. Awesome, this is cool. You are hockey in August. Let's go. You are 100 percent correct, sir. But but now it's like okay, I can I can go ahead and do without that. 100. percent I agree completely. Agree completely. All right, um, I'm Walt. I'm Thomas. We'll see you later.